1: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com.
0: Hello, everyone. This is episode number 123 of the Classic Gaming Podcast, Today's date is March fifth, two thousand nineteen. I'm Robert Ring, and with me is Jesse Totoro. Yeah, what's up?
1: Not much. What is good with you?
0: Uh, nothing much. I I don't I don't think I um. Have you heard about don't the think? um? Have you heard about the anthem? Fucking up people's consoles. <laughs>
1: Oh, is that what those memes were about? Oh, what <laughs> What are the memes? I, I keep seeing memes about it, and people are like talking about the fact that it's like destroying their consoles. But I thought people were just playing it so much. <laughs> you know what I mean like like right, people are right. talking about they burn through systems gotcha. because of certain titles? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Oh man, I didn't know that. So yeah, no, tell me about this.
0: So um, apparently, so Anthem is this. Uh, it's EA, right? It's like a new. Kind of like, as far as I as, I don't know much about it, as far as I know. I've it's watched of, a
1: little bit, I, I don't know too much about it. It's
0: kind of, it. of like Destiny, right, more or less? I guess, yes. Well, more or less, so basic, so maybe kind of like Destiny. Yes, people are
1: going to hate us. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nothing <laughs> like Destiny, what are you talking about?
0: And uh, this is an EA game, it's a uh, shooter, it's like a loot shooter, I believe, and uh, it's apparently...
1: I, I'm going to Google this so we don't sound ridiculous, but Okay,
0: <laughs> thank you. Uh, apparently it's, uh, been causing people's consoles to just shut off, like oh, completely, Christ. completely turned off, not just blue screen, but like completely shut down. And, uh, as if like the power had been plugged, uh, unplugged. Cause when people launch, when people boot their PlayStation's back up, it gives them the screen that, it, that you get, like if you don't shut down properly. And then a few people have even had it brick their consoles. God. Like, and I've even heard, I I don't know, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but I have even heard of people's PCs shutting down while
1: playing it. Is it just so intense or is it having an issue? Nobody, nobody knows. On EA is not going to know. It is published by EA. So developed by BioWare, published by EA. It is a third person action role playing uh, shooter. Okay. Which, yeah, my friends who like every single one of these games really likes it so far. Oh, okay do they? that's all i know
0: i have not heard yeah. good things about this game i have heard I have no idea only bad things pretty much um and then so causing console to shut down and like i said there have been like several reports of people's consoles straight up bricking and they cannot get them to turn back on
1: apparently it's a t- tough here man it's a <laughs> it a tough like 18 months for developers yeah, like, what's yeah. going on
0: classic Ugh. gamers rise am i right Fucking classic gamer. I guess how classic about classic gamer uh, master race?
1: I know this wasn't intentional by Bioware or EA, but damn, dude, you guys gotta stop. Well, not Bioware <laughs> yeah. anymore. So EA. Um,
0: the uh, apparently there uh, supposedly there is a fix that they've determined even for the consoles that have been bricked. If you like, I don't know. There's there's. EA has instructions, I think, somewhere. If it's a PS4, at least, I, I know that they've released something that's supposed to be a fix. Like, if you hold down the power for, like, a really long time, then it's supposed to try to boot into safe mode. And then you pretty much have to reformat, like, the whole thing, and it'll start working again.
1: How much you want to bet they're going to offer it as DLC and charge you for it? <laughs> to fix it? <laughs> yeah. Here comes a new DLC to fix your console that we've run.
0: <laughs> I'll take two. Yeah.
1: We need, we need some we need we need we need to throw this into the positive video gaming or I guess classic gaming. podcast. But it's so
0: much fun to talk about negative things.
1: But we always it's so bad. I know it is. It is fun, but it's just gosh, these developers are just killing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are.
1: That's sad.
0: Yeah, that sucks. Anything else interesting going on beside before we get to actual before we get to important news? Hey.
1: Every every way uh, what's so fun is i I do my daily or weekly search of classic Wow release date just to see where it's at, just to see if Blizzard <laughs> anything. and I, I, I kid you not every two weeks they they make a post and they more or less just say, "Hey, we're still working on it, release is still summer
0: every two really? weeks
1: yeah, like every two interesting weeks. it's okay. crazy there must be a lot of traction for it more than i more than I assume I could be wrong, but they I think they know that everybody's super scared that after the layoffs earlier this year, yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, delays and cancellations and definitely to me that would be one of the projects that i would assume would be on the chopping block just because you know it's i don't i don't know how much money they're expecting to make off of it right it's just crazy to me that they have to keep doing this like every two weeks there's like hey still working on it eta summer we don't have a release date they listed off some of the stuff they're working on which is great um but it's just it's weird it's a really weird time another developer blizzard we, we talk about pretty often about stupid shit that they're doing, and i'm super concerned for blizzard obviously we talked about this before but it's it's nice to see that they're trying to be proactive or i guess that's that true. is good yeah eh, that's kind of proactive yeah no, yeah yeah it's
0: proactive i'd, I'd say
1: yeah i'm trying to think there's anything else going on well you know I'm it's gonna be for
0: chocobo, <laughs> for, cho- for chocobo dungeon
1: yeah chocobo's mystery dungeon comes out i think in three weeks for the switch i'm gonna google it sorry for the really
0: passion. how did i miss that
1: I don't know. Uh comes out Is this a it's not Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, I'm sorry, it's called March twentieth, twenty nineteen, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody is what it's called.
0: What is this? What is it? Can you tell us about it? Somehow I missed that.
1: Oh, here we go. Uh, 2007's Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo Dungeon is back better than ever. Having specifically been designed for the new gaming system, explore fight monsters alongside your buddies and adventure through countless dungeons, all whilst enjoying a deep and engaging story. Um, You can have fun exploring dungeons by yourself or do two-player co-op with a buddy. Beat the monsters and uh, uh, and make them allies, taking them with you into dungeons. The more monsters you collect, the easier, the clearer the dungeons. But if you find yourself surrounded by enemies with no way out, you turn to using summons. Chocobo can take on different jobs and use special abilities. Chocobo can become a knight, dark knight, white mage, black mage, even machinist or beast master. Um, I'm curious okay. about this game. I, I'm definitely going to look into it. I don't know if I'm going to buy it immediately, but you know, I really enjoyed playing my last playthrough of Chocobo Dungeon.
0: Uh, um, it sounds potentially cool.
1: It sounds interesting, but I'm a little bit hesitant about it just because. I don't know. I'm just kind of hesitant about. it, I guess I. I, I really like the old one, and I think they're going to do some things that I'm not going to like so much. Um, you, you know how like older games have like a difficult aspect to them. Usually, uh, how do I describe this? Um, I imagine it's going to be too easy. Okay. It that way, I'll just look at a blanket at that. But definitely interested in it.
0: Is it okay. the same type of game as the one that you were talking about last time? T-
1: to my knowledge, yeah. I've watched a little bit of ga- A little bit of uh, like they did some some. Reviews, trailers, whatever you want to call them. And uh, it looked it looked very similar.
0: Okay. I'm gonna keep my no. eye on that. That's so uh, that could be cool. Yeah. Well, uh speaking of stuff coming out on Switch. Um yeah. they have announced a couple things. Apparently this one's kinda weird. Apparently Turok is coming out.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah, the original one on March eighteenth.
1: So, that's interesting
0: yeah it's kind of random Let's go on,
1: Nintendo. Here we, this is this is the positivity that i need
0: we just need to talk about nintendo <laughs> just nintendo
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh march 18th it's gonna be 20 bucks i mean this is kind of cool but turok isn't very good so that's the problem that's the only problem that's with that.
1: Just, the second one was pretty good right or am i wrong uh what i
0: think this that? i didn't i only played a little bit of it at a friend's house but i believe yeah the second one is considered pretty good all I saw was, the, all I played, I think, I think if I remember correctly, was the multiplayer on the second one, and, I, and we had fun with that, but it was just like one time that I played it. But yeah, I think the second one's supposed to be good. Also coming out yeah. on Switch, or announced for Switch, uh, this is actually coming fairly soon. Also April 9th is uh the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy.
1: Oh, I know that series.
0: Yeah. All three, the first three games of it, and that's going to be $30. That's, um. I've never, I was wanting, uh, I was thinking about like buying one of these soon, and I guess now's a good time, so I'll wait for him to come on Switch, because uh, I've never played any of them, but they, they seem pretty fun. They look pretty fun. Are they, have you played them?
1: I've watched people play them. A lot of people that I watch who play games where they have long queue times, they play games like that while they're waiting. Like oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for StarCraft or League or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, they usually play games like that. Gotcha. Or like the Bridge Builder games.
0: So I've been wanting to uh, try one of those, so I, so I might grab this. And uh, also, um, not a re-release of an old game, but a uh, but a a essentially the newest sequel in the in the line of a title that started off a long time ago. The new ToeJam and Earl game came out uh, like a week ago, I think, or not quite. Oh, maybe wow. Toe Jam and Earl uh, back in the groove. It's on all, all right. three of the consoles plus Steam, so it's pretty much on everything. It's twenty dollars. It's if you've never played toe jam and Earl, it's, it's, uh, the f- so the first one was on Sega Genesis and I had this, and I used to play this all the time with my dad. It's a pretty fun game. And, and from what I've been reading and hearing this, uh, this new one actually is, is really good. And, um wow. from what I've seen, it's, it's almost, it looks very similar to the first one, just like obviously better graphics and like maybe, maybe even, maybe that's even just it. Um, maybe a little bit tweaked better gameplay, but mm-hmm. uh, gameplay looks virtually identical with just some of the specifics, like, you know, some like new bad guys and stuff, but what it is you're wandering in a, around a map, sort of like, uh, it, it's basically, it's a well, it's an isometric viewpoint more or less. And, uh, it's a very cartoony game where you play these aliens who crash landed on earth and you're wandering around trying to find the, uh, the pieces to your spaceship. So you can put it back together and fly off. But, the you're quote on Earth, but every level is like a platform of Earth floating in space, and you're wandering around. And imagine kinda of like maybe a Zelda map, except it's like one-tenth of the size. Mm. Or maybe even smaller than that. Um and uh you're wandering around and it's it's also got a lot of roguelike elements where every map is randomized you pick up items and you don't know what they are. They're all presents that you pick up and it's like, Oh, this is a blue present. This is a red present. And you don't know what the present does until you open it or you identify it, you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I just said. (laughs) Oh, sorry, (laughs) That's cool. And, um, so you're walking around and, uh, just exploring, trying to kind of like see, see what you don't, you know, you don't know what the map is when you first start off. And like I said, it's randomized every time. So you're exploring, trying to find the piece, trying to find other, you know, any sorts of items you can and that kind of stuff. And there's bad guys. There's not, there's not much fighting in it. Um, <laughs> Most 90% of the time you're just avoiding bad guys. So the bad guys are like, like on this one, for instance, I don't remember a lot of the original ones, but for the, on this one, for instance, uh, from what I've seen, there's like a, a crazy dentist with a drill. That's like chasing after you um on the original one there was like a boogeyman who would like sneak up on you and go and it would like make you run off in a random direction and sometimes that's bad because you might run off the edge of the level and fall down to the previous level so it's a it used to be a really fun game and from what i've seen this one really stays true to that so um it seems like it's pretty good and like i said everything i've everything i've heard everybody seems to be liking it a lot so
1: far are you gonna pick it up
0: uh, probably not. I don't think so. I don't, I just, right, at least not right now. Right now, I'm just not really feeling it. I'm not feeling in the mood for, for a Jam & Earl game. Gotcha. And, and if I did, probably what I would do is just go buy the original so I could talk about it on the podcast. Right? Yeah.
1: That's the strategy.
0: <laughs> so, uh, that, and then the final bit of news I have is that the, uh, a new Pokemon game has been oh, announced yeah. for Switch and it is um it seems to be like it's going to be another like main entry in the pokemon series it's pokemon sword and pokemon shield um late 2019 is what i read is the uh release window and um that's people about are it hyped. they people yeah are people, hyped, people are uh, understandably excited um there there are very few details They've shown, it's funny, they've shown, like, a fair amount of stuff without showing almost anything about what the gameplay is going to be like. They've shown, like, what some of the new monsters are. Um, They've shown, like, you know, plenty of even screenshots from the game and video from the game, but no actual battle stuff. So, um, it seems definitely like it's going to be, you know, the next, like, you know, main entry in the series. But I don't think that's actually been confirmed yet. But I, I think it's an extremely safe bet. To say that it probably is,
1: yeah, yeah, I would think so as well.
0: Do you? You don't? You haven't played any of the newer Pokemon games, have you?
1: I played a little bit. I play. I think I played Ruby and Sapphire. I played a okay. little. Like I, I haven't played through them. Um, I get like an itch every once in a while, and I'll play through as far as I can before I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of over it, and then I just yeah. stop playing.
0: Okay, are you are uh, you a big
1: Pokemon fan? Like uh, in terms of the games? Not no,
0: the not really. I just I, I played the the original the original on the podcast a long time ago. And uh, I just couldn't really get into it.
1: It's it's gotten tougher for me throughout the years. I'll be honest with you. In a lot of, I will go back every once in a while and I'll play through. Uh, Silver and Gold was the ones that I played the most when I was younger. Uh-huh. And every once in a while, I'll go through and play through or play as far as I can. But it just doesn't capture me the same way. It it doesn't. It, it's not. There's not enough to it. Like it's too simple. And I, I don't know. It just. I, I've tried a few times to play through some of the Pokemon games. And the only thing that I've really enjoyed doing is what's called a Nuzlocke, where you essentially get a random Pokemon at the beginning. It's just like a modified version. And if your Pokemon pa- fa- pass out, they die for good. Those oh, are right, right, right. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, that, that kind of finality, that challenge to it makes it more interesting to me. But yeah. even then, it's only it's only attractive for so long because you just end up having to grind a shit. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Something that I learned about Pokemon while listening to the Giant Beast cast... Um, last week or maybe it was just even the past few days is uh po- and this is on wikipedia where, where they got it from i did not know this tell me if you did pokemon is the highest grossing media yeah. franchise of all time
1: i did know this and it surprised the shit out of me i heard this probably earlier this year and i was blown away by it but it makes that sense. blows
0: me away too. yeah yeah it does when you think about it for how yeah. long it's been around, how many different things they have that you can buy, it,
1: it, it's it's so it's such a well-known name too, right? Like it, uh-huh. it, it's my parents know about Pokemon. It, it's like my grandparents know about Pokemon. It, it's not it's such a common thing that it's like everybody knows. It. You're like, yeah, I, I could totally understand why it's it's the highest grossing franchise like that. It just it makes sense.
0: It's still when you compare it to like I mean, Star Wars and shit like that. It's like wow, it even beats this and that and this and that like it's still kind of star Star
1: wars surprises me i don't think that will i don't think it'll be ahead of star wars for much longer with how many freaking films disney's producing
0: i don't know i mean yeah maybe not well yeah maybe you may be right because i guess i wouldn't have thought it was ahead of them to be ahead of star wars to begin with so yeah i guess it wouldn't you know at this point like nothing would surprise me (laughs) either way sure uh
1: yeah it was really surprising i was just as surprised as you are when i heard that
0: yeah it's crazy 90 billion dollars in total franchise revenue
1: Uh, there's some really interesting you should you should when you when you get bored sometime youtube or or read about the history of, of how pokemon started it's interesting it's really fascinating
0: started off as pocket monsters that's yeah, the, but like how,
1: they started as like a trading game shop, and there's some there's some interesting stories about it that I've read. I don't, I don't remember them in full anymore, but I, I remember when, at the time I was like, "This is really odd." Like there's some there's some some unique stuff about. It, I guess is the best way to put it.
0: So you're saying there's more to it than just the name evolution? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I promise. Okay. I uh, sounds promise. interesting. I will look into that. But first, let's talk about the video games we've been playing. Uh, you want to go first? You want me too?
1: Um, why don't you go first?
0: Okay, uh, that's what I was going to suggest because I think I had you go first last time. Mm-hmm. So, I've got two games. The uh, The first one, this is a game that I played a while back on the podcast. Um, and I've kind of been wanting to play it again to see if I feel the same way
1: about it. I, I do that for once in a while with games, in all seriousness. Sure, yeah. This
0: is um, Super Mario RPG.
1: Oh man, you didn't like it that much last time, right? you thought it was okay, right?
0: Uh, more or less, yeah. Um, but for so first off, this is Super Nintendo 1996,
1: and um, talk about who developed it because that's also pretty important.
0: Uh, SquareSoft. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, this was like the first Nintendo SquareSoft foray together where they got married and held hands and walked through a game um, together.
1: Yeah. And everybody's anxiously awaiting a sequel for the switch.
0: Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Well, like, well, the, the most recent in a long line of sequels, but yeah. Um, and, uh, where do you start with super Mario? You know, it's funny. I was reading some stuff somewhere and, um, I don't remember where I saw this, but, uh, but originally, They were, um, when they came up with the, well, when Nintendo and Squaresoft, you know, started working on this together, uh, they were like, we want an RPG and, you know, starring Mario in the Mario universe. They, um, originally wanted it to be like Mario, essentially Mario, like in a Final Fantasy game, more or less like Mario with a sword. Hmm. Um, and there was some back and forth I'm like, no, that doesn't, Mario wouldn't have where you wouldn't carry a sword. That's weird. And then what they, and then apparently they did some sort of uh like survey in some magazine or, or like maybe it was Nintendo power or something like that. Sure. And it was like, what would you rather see it? Like Mario, what kind of weapon would you rather Mario have in an RPG, a sword or a hammer? And overwhelmingly everybody said hammer. So that's why it stuck more true to Mario. As opposed to branching out a little bit and, you know, becoming a little bit more mm-hmm. typical RPG-like. So that, I, I don't know, I just thought that was kind of interesting. But, so, everybody knows Mar- Mario RPG. It is a, uh, you know, turn-based RPG based in the Mario universe. You control Mario and uh, a party of three. You have other characters, that you have like six or seven characters and you choose who, you know, you want in your party and all that. We'll, go, we'll get a little bit more into that in a minute. But uh, originally, so I played this, and um, I thought, basically, I liked everything except for the combat, which, yeah, that's great, but the combat is also, you know, a pretty big part of the game. Wow. So. uh,
1: And the fact, there's no random encounters, by the way, for anybody who hasn't played this game, you actually see the monsters before you engage on them.
0: Yes, exactly. Kind of like um, Chrono Trigger. Yep. and uh and you can all so you could also avoid battles and that kind of stuff um again it's all in the mushroom kingdom so you're fighting mario type bad guys for the most part and uh and so yeah that was how i felt about it the first time and ever since then i've i've kind of been like you know i think i was kind of maybe not in the right mindset when i played it there is a lot that I do like about the game, which is essentially everything besides the combat. And... What uh, is it about
1: the combat you don't like again?
0: Well, we'll get we'll get there. I'll talk okay, about it. Okay, And I even put this on... If you remember, I even had this on my top 100 games of all time list. Because I was like, you know, it, it does have a lot going for it. And, and I, I do like what it... You know, a lot of the things that it did. So I'm going to put it on there. And kind of ever since that, I've been thinking like, you know, maybe I just need to give this another chance. So uh, I was... I don't know, a month or two ago, sitting on the couch, and f- I felt like playing the Super Nintendo Classic. I didn't know w- which game to play. I was like, you know what, let's do it. Let's let's start Mario RPG all over again. So I started it and just finished it. Um, finished so- it? I just finished it Sunday, yeah.
1: Wow, good for you. It's it's a pretty lengthy game, is it not?
0: Uh, no, not not really. And that was one thing that I was oh. going to talk about. One of my complaints also about it was that it was very, very long. And I was actually wrong about that. I finished the game in about... I, I I don't re- remember my exact time, but it was, it was about like 18 hours.
1: Oh, it's that short. I thought it was in the thirties. No, no, not definitely. Oh, wow. Not. Man, I remember that wrong.
0: And that might, e- that's probably even including like a few very long pauses where I would pause it and go off and like make a lunch or something like that. Mm-hmm. So not, not, not very, you know, not short for an RPG, but, uh, yeah, but, but not yeah. long at all for an RPG. Um, you know what? I came out of this actually feeling pretty much the same as I did the first time. Uh, (laughs) I feel like I overall do like it a little bit more. I think the, um, and again, I'll get a little bit more into specifics in just a second, but I feel like overall the, all the things that I do like about it, I kind of give them a little bit more weight now than I did earlier, because I think Mm. when I played it the first time, I was kind of in a little bit, too much of a rush and just wanting to get through it. Whereas this time I didn't really worry about how fast I played. I just kind of played it whenever I, you know, had a few spare minutes or, you know, like 30 minutes or an hour or so and and felt like playing it. So the stuff that I didn't like didn't um, bother me so much, but overall I do feel pretty much the same way, which is the story is, is good. The mostly the characters, and the characterization, they're all really, really funny. Yeah. And it does lots of cute and funny things all throughout the whole game, which I absolutely love. The, uh, the level design and like the world creation, that's all cute and fun. Everything's obviously super colorful. It's a Mario game. I still really don't like the combat system. And, unfortunately, you know, once again, combat is a big part of the game. So, uh, that kind of is a big knock against it for me. Um, the uh, I'll go, I guess I'll go ahead and get the combat out of the way. I was going to say, you keep alluding to it.
1: I'm going to need you to tell me why. It's just boring to me. Be- because it's turn-based or what?
0: No, I like turn-based um, combat, but to me the problem, the, the main problem is that special attacks, which are essentially like magic attacks, are usually not worth using. Um, There are some that are good. If you're fighting a bunch of guys, there's some good AoE ones. Um, And of course, there are some essential healing uh, abilities. But those are almost the only ones worth using. Everything else either doesn't really do much damage at all, because it's it's because like the enemy you're fighting just doesn't take damage of that type you know very much or it does like barely more than just doing a regular attack even magic users like like um like mallow his physical attack almost does as much as his uh as his like magical attacks most yeah. of the time so two things there one that kind of makes it boring just because you're just you know, melee attacking over and over and over and over again every single time, just about, or, and also it takes away strategy. And I guess these kind of are, I'm almost, these are pretty much the same thing more or less. I like, you know, in RPGs, the reason I like them is because you have to uh, think about what attack you're going to use now, what ability you're going to use now, what's best for this group of mobs and so on and so forth. There's not really any of that in this game. I just found found myself ninety nine percent of the time just melee attacking people. if they again, if there's a big group of them I would use a uh, like an spill sure, and then I would heal. And that's pretty much it. what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I can see where you're coming from. i I don't remember having that feeling when I played it Um, I think I played it last year or the year before and I enjoyed it quite a bit Uh, but I can I can understand where you're coming from because I I, the combat it's almost like Pokemon where the, the combat can be get pretty repetitive and you're just more or less spamming your way through it and that game also if I'm not mistaken has input commands for certain abilities correct. Like, where you, you have to hit buttons a, a certain number of it times? It does
0: are- have... Yes, it does have that um, for actually every attack and ability. Okay. Okay. So, like, it has timed hits, where if you're Mario, for instance, and you're just doing a melee attack on somebody, if... And, uh, it's not just Mario, it's, it's everybody. If mm-hmm. you... So you press A to, you know, select the attack you're going to do and do the attack, and then he runs up to do his attack, and then if you press A also, again... At exactly the right time, or not even exactly, just at pretty much the right time, sure. then he does extra damage, and that's the same way for spells. Like if you are healing somebody, then during the heal spell, there's a certain time where if you press the uh, the the magic use button again, then it does like extra healing or mm-hmm. you know extra magic damage or you know every every essentially every ability has that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can again. I can understand where you're coming from, but I don't fully agree. I I enjoy the combat enough to where it doesn't bother me. Um, I'm trying to think what
0: I think. I think that I think a lot of people um, that timed hits uh, system does make it like that. That alone makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. And to me just the, just trying to time a button press doesn't add much to combat. If it was, if the combat was already pretty good and it had that, that would be great. And specifically, uh, oddly enough, the only other Mario RPG game I've played so far is Mario and Luigi, and Luigi paper jam on 3ds. Mm-hmm. And I loved, I really loved that game and I still do. Um, it was, uh, it does the same thing, but the combat is good good even if you don't have that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you and it's not just there 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 is a i do i feel i get more of a feeling that there is a point for me to use magic attacks and stuff in that game and then so it's got a pretty good foundation for uh for the combat and then it adds that on top and so that just that does add a little extra and that works for me Mm -hmm. but for this one it's like i don't really like the combat in the first place just adding a me trying to time a button press on top of it doesn't really do much for me.
1: That makes sense. I, I, I can understand that. So, uh, you'll understand in a few minutes why I'm not saying too much here. Um, <laughs> okay. I can understand where you're coming from. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that even though it's really boring to say. Uh, that, you'll understand that, that, in a few minutes. Okay.
0: Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, so, okay. So, th- so, that's my problem with the combat. I know a lot of people don't really seem to agree or or don't really seem to feel the same way, but that's, that's personally, I just don't, I just find the combat pretty boring. Now, again, everything outside of the combat is fantastic. The, music is great. <laughs> the, the, well, the, yes. And again, outside of combat, the music is great. The combat music is extremely repetitive, um, but yes, outside of it, the music's great. The storytelling is is really funny. All the characters are funny. I love how whenever Mario is telling a story, he just like acts it out because, you know, Mario yeah. doesn't have he's it's, kind of, it's funny. He's like it's one of those games where the main character doesn't actually ever speak. So if he has to tell somebody, oh, this and that happened, then he acts it out and sometimes literally transforms into the characters that he is trying to portray in his acting out of whatever event he's trying to um, explain. That's really good. Uh, even a lot of the dialogue is really funny. Like when you, when you first come across Bowser and he's crying, oh, yeah, he's like, get yourself together. Don't let him see you like this. <laughs> he's like talking to himself. That's, that was awesome. And one really, really funny. One of my favorite parts of the game was um, at the very, uh, very close to the very beginning of the game. You're talking to, uh, so so let me back up for a second. The whole premise of the game is Smithy, some bad guy from some other planet has crashed into. Uh, he's crashed through the star road and tossed wishing stars all all over the place, so nobody's dreams can come true anymore. And you have to collect the seven stars. It's the actually the full name of the game is Super Mario RPG: The Legend of the Seven Stars.
1: And and what is Smithy
0: by the way? <laughs> he is well. He is a smith. He's a blacksmith. And um. But he has taken over Bowser's castle. And uh, so the first thing, at first, you don't know this and you think you're just going to Bowser's castle to save uh, the princess. Because he has captured uh, the princess right before, essentially right before all this happens. And uh, at one point, very early on, you're talking to uh, not not the Toad, but a Toad character. And uh, you're, you're in dialogue with the Toad character and she says... Uh, show me what you're going to do to bowser when you when you find him (laughs) and you like it kind of waits for you to give it some input but the the only you can press the buttons and after you know a second of pressing a few buttons the you notice the only one you can press is the jump button which as you're wandering around the world you can jump uh and so mario jumps and like puts his fist in the air (laughs) and just doing that one jump the toad still the toad character goes wow, Bowser doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then like even little things like towards the end, when you are uh, back in Bowser's castle fighting through bad guys and then um, short, and at one part you are on this like little chandelier and it's a chandelier that you're all like standing on and uh, there's a, there's a character controlling the chandelier and they, start controlling it to where it starts rising. So you can go to the top of Bowser's castle. Cause that's where you need to go to get to Smithy. Um, they're like, yay, we're going to kill Smithy. And the three characters in your party, just start doing a little dance on the, uh, on the chandelier. They just start like jumping around <laughs> dancing around, twirling around. It's just like so endearing and random and cute and funny. I like, I just, I just loved it. I love stuff like this. I could, I, I, I couldn't get enough of the, of, of that kind of stuff. Um, I also like having, uh, they, they they do a good job of giving you characters that are, even though, you know, battle-wise, like I said, I mostly just use melee attacks the whole time. The characters themselves are all very different from each other. And it's fun to get to have Bowser in your party as well. You do get Bowser in your mm-hmm. party. Obviously, you have Mario. You have Peach. Uh, I won't give away all the spoilers, but one other character is, uh, is Mallow, who, as yeah. far as I know, has never been in any other Mario game. And... He's this white, you learn more about him later, but he's a white puffy thing that thinks he's a tadpole. And he uses symbols as his weapon most of the time. So like little things like that, it's like so random, but also like, so also so dynamic at the same time. Everybody is so different from each other. Um. So yeah, I, I this has a lot of good qualities to me. The good qualities were more redeeming this time around, but I still, this, the the combat just brings it down for me personally.
1: Interesting. I, I can um, I can understand that. In all, in all seriousness, I mean, it's a fantastic game, and every time I play through it, I enjoy it a lot. Do you really? But still, I, I can, yeah. I mean, it's. Do you think it's, it's... One
0: of do you think it's nostalgia? I mean, I know part of it is. I don't but know. Do you think it's, it's... tough?
1: It's, it's definitely tough to separate the two. I, I, I like the humor alone. Like the story drives it enough for me to where if the combat is questionable, I'm kind of used to that in playing through a lot of like JRPGs. There are certain JRPGs where the combat's not the best, uh-huh. and so the story along with some other key things can really hold the game together while you're progressing through some of those tough spots. Gotcha. So it might be.
0: Okay. Um. I, I, you know, one other thing that I will say is that. You can skip a lot more battles than I realized the first time I played this. Mm. So that probably also helped a lot more this time around. I literally probably skipped close to half of the battles, half of the encounters in the game. And um, at the very end, shortly before I got to the final boss, I did level up a little bit, just like two extra levels. And that was, and, and I didn't, I beat him on like my third try. So It is very forgiving when it comes to avoiding enemies and skipping a lot of battles, especially if you just wait until the end and do a little bit of leveling there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was maybe part of it also because I didn't do nearly as many battles as I did the first time around. So that was, uh, you know, I I feel I'm almost sad to say it. But yeah, overall, I don't feel that different about the game. But
1: you you did did complete it, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did complete it. And uh, yeah, I guess that is kind of interesting. You know, I didn't hate it enough to where it was just a drag to play. You know, I definitely, and I didn't hate it at all. But um, most of the time when I played it, it was like, oh, I'm eating lunch or something. I need something that I can do, you know, (laughs) like our nachos top five. I need a game that I can play while (laughs) eating nachos more or less. And this is a good game for that. So, uh, So that's Super Mario RPG once again for me. My other game? Is a GameCube game came out in two thousand and three. This is Donkey Konga. Um, this is the, uh, the the Donkey Kong game with the drums. Okay. So so it comes with the drums accessory. It's two j- big barrels, uh, Donkey Kong style barrels, uh, and you plug them in and you play songs to and you hit the drums to the beat of the songs that you're listening to. Uh actually I meant to do this. I meant to pull up a list of some of the songs. So it's got so the way it is is you pull up a song and it's got some like more or less like I wouldn't say necessarily pop songs, although I guess although I'm sure probably some of them are, but like, you know, well-known songs that people like actual real life songs that people know. And uh then there is um some that are like made up for the game. Like the DK rap. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. And then there are like a couple, like there's the Mario theme song. And I think there might be the Zelda theme song, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, and uh, so what you do is, it's just like any other kind, like music game, like Guitar Hero or anything like that. You're looking at the screen, the song's playing, and it'll tell you whether, it'll, it has little symbols for whether you're supposed to hit the left drum or mm-hmm. the right drum, or hit both of them at the same time, or do a clap. It has a sensor that, like, senses sharp sounds, so if you just do a clap, it can hear that. And um, that's, that's one thing that you have to do sometimes as well. Um, this is a pretty fun game. Although, as you can probably imagine, it does start getting old fairly quickly. I, um... I'm trying to... I'm looking at some of the... I, I'm, I'm looking at some of the songs while I... Uh, here's a North American version while I, while I pull this up so I can kind of reference some of them. The, it, I So, I played this a lot with my, uh, with my daughter. And she had a lot of fun with this. It's funny. She played um, We Will Rock You almost <laughs> exclusively. She just played that over and over and over and over again. But, like, don't you want to try something else? You're like, no. no. We Will Rock You. So, it's... Left, right, clap. Left, right, clap. Oh, it does the We Will Rock You song. And there's there's three levels of difficulty for each song. And you have to, like... For the highest difficulty, you have to uh, unlock the songs individually. You when, you when you play, you get, like, money for, for beating a song based on, like, how well you did. And then you mm-hmm. can spend that money on unlocking the hard versions of songs or unlocking, like, different sound effects so it'll sound different when you hit the drums. You can... What one of them? Like it has like Mario sound effects that you can uh, that you can unlock. It also has Zelda sound effects. The Zelda sound effects are terrible. Wow! It, it sounds like it would be really cool, right? No.
1: Yeah, I would think so.
0: Yeah, you would think so, but all like it's like Zelda going yeah, you know, like when he does his sword. <laughs> so it's like yeah, 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 yeah. That's like. You know that's not the only sound it makes, but just hearing Zelda yell over and over and over again for a song doesn't really work out very well. Uh, there's a fairly there's not a ton of songs, but I'm looking at the list here. So for instance, it's got like the DK rap, which is uh, as far as I as far as I know, it's a um, it's an it's a song just made for this game. It's got the Zelda theme, it's got the Mario theme, and then it's got songs like "We Will Rock You," "Wild Thing," um, Louie Louie. <laughs> it's got a um, freaking all the small things. Oh I'm done wow! Without that, uh, dancing in the street. What I like about you, and then it's even got like bingo. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, It's got the Pokemon theme, Kirby right back at you. So you know, somewhat a variety. Not not a ton of songs. There's only there's like thirty or probably about thirty. I'm just. Just by judging, but just by eyeballing this, um, it's a pretty fun game. Like I said, it gets—it's not something that you're going to sit there and play for very long. You play, you know, five or six songs, and you kind of got the gist of it. But if you are—if you're playing with somebody else, I think that's the way to do it. Not, not necessarily like it, so. It does have a two-player mode where you can hook up two sets of drums and like both people play. I didn't—I didn't try this out because I only had one set, so I don't know how that works exactly. But just having like one person in the room with you even, and like say, I'll, I'm going to do one and you do one. We'll go back and forth, which is how I did it with my daughter. We had a lot of fun doing it that way. Even to the point where like, it was like kind of like stereotypical. Like I was laughing while I was playing. Cause sometimes it gets really hectic and you start missing, you start missing, dr- you start missing hits and stuff. And like the <laughs> person watching you is like laughing. And it kind of starts getting funny. So like, it's really fun to play if you have somebody in there, like with you doing it, but like, overall you know you're banging on a drum how how complex and interesting can can it get you know <laughs> uh so i think it was a pretty pretty fun game pretty cool game that i probably wouldn't recommend shelling out for but if you get a chance to play it i'd say go for it
1: all right jay all right um so this is so you'll understand why i was a little hesitant a little hesitant in my comments <laughs> um i didn't play super mario rpg oh I okay no, but I played a game with some similar mechanics, and that's why I was kind of hesitating. Um, I played the Super Paper Mario Thousand-Year Door for GameCube, um, which has oh, similar wow. combat mechanics. Yeah. So this came out in 04 and I've been playing a lot of GameCube games. This is another game that my brother and I identified that we wanted to play through, um, as we've done you know a few games already this year, Populous, Chocobo Dungeon, and a few other select titles and uh paper mario i I enjoyed the original one for 64 quite a bit i've played through it uh quite a few times and i may play through it again some point in the future but this is one that i haven't actually spent too much time playing through i watched uh lisa play through it a little bit uh, a couple years ago like several years ago now but um this game for anybody who hasn't played paper mario these games have a very unique art style that they use so it's like it's more or less they they came up with this concept where you have these backdrops, and every character, including enemies, are paper. Right, so essentially, right. Mario is is you know thin as paper, and if he turns sideways, you can you can't see him, right? Because he's he's just so thin. And they use this mechanic throughout all of these games to, for storytelling, for mechanics, for a lot of humor. So they try to use this for different things. And in this one, they expanded on it even more. And they it, it's it's really funny because it it truly lets you know that hey you are a paper-like character. Um, There's a couple mechanics that they do this with. And the first one is early on, you gain the ability to turn sideways. So you're literally, you know, you can barely tell where you are. Right. And then your character's hopping. And as he's hopping, he's kind of bending like a piece of paper, right? But you can go through certain mechanics, go through certain doors, go through tight spaces just by doing this, right? So it's another mechanic that you kind of get throughout the game that allows you to progress further into the game. Um, and I'll kind of talk more about that in a little bit. So this is uh, this is another game similar, kind of we you're talking about Super Mario RPG, where it's a turn-based combat system that has uh, key button inputs that can help you deal additional damage or prevent damage. And in this one, they actually have uh, a parry mechanic. So in, in the older installments, when an enemy tries to hit you, you could do a certain key combination, and, or it's just one button, it's not a combination. But you press a button at the right time and you may deflect or reduce damage. You can do Oh that yeah, this-
0: sorry. Um, Mario RPG does have that. You can't, Uh, usually negate it entirely, but yeah, you can... uh, Sometimes you can, but yeah, you can also do that on defense. Yeah,
1: it's based on your level in comparison to the mob's level, I believe. Okay, That was what I assume. So essentially, the mob tries to hit you, you time the combination, and you can either reduce or prevent the damage entirely. And And in a lot of cases, if mobs... There's these spiders that I'm fighting Right, our spider-like mobs where they shoot three times and they do one damage, and I, if I time it correctly, I block all three. But they also have a, an ability that shoots a single target that does two damage, and when I when I time it correctly, it does one damage. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But on top of that, in this one, there's a parry-like mechanic where it's more precise timing, but you end up dealing damage back to the mob, and it's pretty cool because like the first two couple times, like, wow, this is kind of hard oh, to nice. time. Like, yeah. And, and certain mobs it make it more difficult than others. Like early on, you're like, okay, it's a goomba. He walks up pauses for a moment, and then he literally jumps up and headbutts you. So you can kind of figure that one out. But there are certain mobs like these these black spiky balls that kiss you. In all seriousness, they kiss you and they, they absorb your health. They drain your health. And they're hard to time because like, they jump on you and then like they kiss you and it's like one, two... Okay, then they do their damage. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So there's a lot of t- there are mobs like that. Um there's mobs that like breathe fire. There's a boss that breathes fire and you can you can negate portions of that damage. Uh but again it's very difficult because it's just this entire stage that that is engulfed in flames.
0: It's like so uh, I, I know like so this is very similar to Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. I'm sure in lots of ways uh which is sure. Paper Jam is a combination of of like regular Mario RPG and Paper Mario RPG. It's like the both the worlds collided more or less. <laughs> and it's regular Mario World, but there's some paper characters running around also. And uh Um I know what you're talking about with the characters, like a character might like run up to you and like do a spin move or something before he attacks, you know, yeah. so you don't know when to when to defend exactly. When to and if they have
1: multiple attacks, it can be kind of kind of frustrating. Yeah, or not frustrating, but it just creates some variance to it. Yeah. Um, and so again, you can see the mobs outside of combat, so you can avoid them, which is great. Uh, when you engage with mobs, if they hit you, so they, when they see you, they aggro and they run at you. And if they hit you first, they get an initiative and they attack you and do some sort of damage. If you hit them, either by jumping on them or you're out al- using your ally because to- you have a partner with you. And I'll talk about that. Um, or if you hit them with your hammer, you get an initiative and you get a first strike on them, which in certain cases can be great. But at the same time, if there's like a, one of the Goombas who's wearing one of the spiked hats and you jump on his head, well, you're going to start the fight by jumping on his head and taking damage because you can't deal damage to him with, with your, uh, your jump mechanic or your jump ability. Yeah. yeah. Um, so The combat, there's a couple of the mechanics that are really cool. So first of all, there's some environmental stuff that happens. So when you use certain abilities, like there's an item called a pow block, which when you hit it, it deals AOE damage to every mob. But there are certain levels, certain combat, uh, certain maps, right? Certain uh, when you're in combat, you can see there's these backdrops because the game is very aware of itself in all seriousness. And so you'll be fighting in like this stage like environment. There's an audience watching the fight. And there are backdrops in the actual uh, arena that you're fighting in. And Again, it's you know, 2D, so you, generally, so you can't really see too much into it. But what will happen is the backdrop will actually collapse. And it will fall on you, potentially, or your enemies and deal some <laughs> bonus damage. And it can be very funny. And sometimes stage lights will drop out and hit you, which is pretty crazy. So you'll, you'll be fighting, and then a stage light will fall and hit you and deal damage. And you can, again, deflect <laughs> the damage if you are paying attention enough. On top of that as i talked about so the crowd uh based on how you're doing will like or dislike you and on top of
0: this for every battle
1: this is for every battle yeah so you'll see during the fights you there's a little number at the bottom that tells you how many participants are there (laughs) and then based on the crowd you can see if it's good guys or bad guys so if it's a bunch of toadstools okay you're okay they're not going to do anything to you um in certain cases they'll actually help you if there's a lot of goombas and like turtles and stuff you all of a sudden you'll see this input command pop up next to your ally which is like an x and what it means is somebody in the audience has a weapon, and if you don't hit that key command <laughs> fast enough, they will throw it at you. That's awesome. Damage. Yeah, and so and, and the other thing is you you can appeal to the crowd. So if you're doing well, you can appeal <laughs> to the crowd, and when you do that, um, your ally generally does it. You gain star power, which is like, but it allows you to use superpowers. And so these these very intricate mechanics—they're very simple, right? They're, there's not a lot of complexity to this. But when you add them all together it makes for a pretty enjoyable fighting experience. There's a lot going on, but it's not too much to where you're overwhelming because it's still turn-based, but there's still these input commands that make it interesting enough to where you want to keep going through it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I talked about you have a partner. so through the throughout these games event you haven't played some of the older ones you will progress through the game and you'll get access to more and more characters so early on uh, you have a female goomba you then get a turtle uh, right now I have a ghost who has some gigantic boobs and blows air oddly <laughs> enough I I, I don't remember this but uh, she it's it's really funny but they all have their own unique attack style too so the goomba. Um, she does that, that mechanic I was talking about where she runs up, she then jumps in the air. She lands on the target. If you time the key command correctly, it'll bounce again and deal bonus damage. The turtle, instead of doing that input command, you actually hold the joystick to the left, almost like you're charging up. And then you have to let go at the right time and he shoots and does damage. Um, and then the, the ghost I was talking about, um, when you use her, she has like a body. I think it's like a, a bounce, body bounce or something like that, where she basically does a like, oh, body slam. It's called body slam. and uh, a, a, cur- a target appears and a cursor appears and you have to align the cursor within the target before the time runs out which is only like two or three seconds at most and so they each each one of your allies has these unique mechanics that if you time properly again you deal additional damage and it makes the fights faster so it, it encourages you to sort of stay engaged right Right. Very fun combat. I'm enjoying it immensely. The boss fights are enjoyable. Um, I will say one of the things that I that I learned from watching some speedruns and playing through some of the older versions is buying items that deal AoE damage early on is a ex- extremely invaluable because oh. you're you'll get enough money to where you can buy these really cheap aoe 8 10 coin items and when you get in combat where there's like three or four guys you just aoe and you just use these items back to back to back you level very quickly you'll get your money back and you save a shit ton of time because what ended up happening is there are certain mobs that that can't be damaged by certain abilities and require you to use certain uh your your mana points which is called flower points in this And sometimes you may not have flower points, so the fights can go on forever and it's really frustrating. So um, I made the the leveling curve so much easier. I got super far ahead early on, um, which has made the, the actual combat experience very enjoyable. Um, so as you're going through it, you obviously level up. Um, you have health points, flower points, and badge points. And when you level, you can choose to increase your health by five, your flower points by five, which is essentially mana, or you can increase your badge points by three. And badge points, as you're pro- progressing through the game, you get access to badges. And the different badges do fun things. So let me read off a couple of because I actually had open. Um, so one of my badges costs zero badge points, but it changes the sound effects of a Mario- Mario's attacks. So there's some fun <laughs> badges cool. like that. Um, There's also ones that that cause you to regen, regen, excuse me, health or mana during combat. Um, There's certain ones that when Mario's in danger, he has a higher chance to have evasion so he can't be hit. Um, There's ones that reduce your allies' damage taken when they get low. There's these really fun ones. And then there's this one that I really, really liked. Uh, Where is it? Where is it? Oh, man. I can't. Oh, here it is. Uh, Increases your attack power by a lot. I'm not going to say the amount because it won't matter to you, but when your partner's in peril and when they're in peril, that means they're at one health. So if your ally gets to one health and you have this badge of quick equip, you do a ton of damage and it's very fun to do. I was actually testing it out. It's hard to keep your ally in, in the, the peril HP, but when it's up, man, you can destroy things. And so one of the, so for Mario, um, you can either use your hammer or your jump abilities. And one of the jump abilities is you can jump indefinitely as long as you land the key combination correctly. <laughs> yeah. I fought a boss with with this mechanic up, so I was doing a lot of damage. And I had the continuous bounce going, and I almost one-shot him. I was doing so much damage the first turn. I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. Like, it, it, So the badge points, essentially, you have an allotted, an allotted allowance. Uh, right now, I'm actually using primarily all my leveling up points to put into badge points, and then you can buy badges from this vendor. And there's these really unique ones um, that make it super duper fun. So it adds a, a strategic element to it, which is really fun. Um, outside of combat, there's the secrets are fun. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you have to be paying attention. There's a lot going on certain times, and like I talked about before, the the mechanic where you can turn. Uh, horizontal or i guess you could turn sideways so if you're very thin you can go uh, between objects the other one you can do is there's a certain platforms that have an icon of a paper airplane and this is one of my favorite parts about this game but when you go on that platform and you hit a certain certain button mario literally jumps up in the air and folds up into a paper airplane and you glide to where you want to go and you actually kind of control it so you you can like there, tilt there's the nose up.
0: there's a thing almost exactly like that in paper jam
1: really oh yeah. that's probably that, that that doesn't surprise me i don't know why i said really that, that doesn't surprise me yeah um but this mechanic obviously is used to progress and you can kind of get further in the game but the uh, my favorite thing about it is when you land it's whatever part of the plane touches it sort of freezes for a second and then you unfold into mario mm. and it can be comical at times because it's like your nose touches and it like pauses and then it just unfolds into mario <laughs> it, it can be very comical um I'll be honest with you. I haven't been really grasped by the story at all. It hasn't really done much for me. There's been some pretty funny elements. So my the the, the two funniest parts to me were I ran into Luigi in the town. And he's like, hey, I want to tell you about this great story. And I'm like, I don't really care. He's like, whatever, bro. Okay, I'll tell you later. And it was just <laughs> like, it was like, so, like, oh, it's Luigi. Like, holy shit. He's probably got something cool to say. And it's like, hey, I got this really long story to tell you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really interested. And he's like, okay, whatever. The second <laughs> one was... You're walking into the, t- the the first main town and there's this person who just looks pissed off and you're like, Oh, great. So you walk near them and they run up to you. They're like, Hey, I dropped my contact lens. Watch where you're walking. Don't step in my contact lens or we're going to have a problem. <laughs> like, okay. So I'm like, I'm just going to walk away. Like, I don't want nothing to do with this. The second you take a step, crunch, <laughs> And you're uh-huh. like, like you stepped in my contact lens and they, I told, you. Like, I told you, not to move. yeah, I told you not to move. And, and so, so what does he do? Is this punishment? He's like, give me, give, give me another contact lens. You're like, I don't have one he's like fine then i'm going to stand at this entranceway to the other part of the town until you bring me back a contact lens and <laughs> anytime you go near him he's like no you're not going through this way until you bring me a contact lens and so it prevents <laughs> you from progressing to a certain point in the game but it was just so freaking random it just so comical it's just like i shot my contact lens don't move crunch oh my god <laughs> and it's just like it was so random like oh this is kind of funny um that's good Beyond that, there's a there's a there's some pretty fun things. I, I there, they do give you some some variants, so it's not it's mostly linear. But there was like a couple instances where there's like a there's like a, a bounty board you can go to where you can do some oddball quests that are generally pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be from obtaining an item to buying something to fighting something, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And the other thing is there was some variants. There was there was a guy who's who's blocking this entrance way to something, and he said he he gave you an option to do him a favor to get him to move, I believe, give him something to move, or you can fight him. And I chose to fight him and he was super strong early on, but it was nice for them to give me the option to do that. I've always liked that of RPGs where they, they kind of, you can like take a risk and try to try to skip something as opposed to, you know, waiting until, or wasting a lot of, of whatever resource in order to get through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, combat noises are super funny. Uh, there was one of the first bosses you fight or the first chapter boss is this big ass dragon. And what you learn is, is when you're using certain mechanics, um, I think it's specifically that badge I talked about that makes Mario's attack sound differently. He hates the noise of crickets. And when you <laughs> jump on his head, it makes the noise of crickets. So every time you use an ability on him, he's like, oh, I'm nauseous. And he's like stunned. And he's like, I- I'm just going to sit here. I'm nauseous. Like, just don't do that again. Please don't jump again. Or please don't do this. That noise is like super irritating. And so, that, of course, the next turn, I'm jumping on his head repeatedly, trying yeah. to do it as many times as possible. Uh, so that was pretty funny. I, I thought that was pretty cool. But they truly do explore this this concept of, of the paper aspect of it. they really really expand on it and and try to push it at times there there's are certain mechanics where you'll look you'll you'll see like this uh, almost like a dog eared sort of square so like a, a portion of the screen will have like a, a dog tear a dog ear in it. Um, so it looks like it's bookmarked. Yeah. And then as you progress through it, it'll end up like opening like a piece of paper and fall flat on the ground and dissipate, but then it'll open up a new area. So they really expanded on on this paper concept, which it, it's it's very refreshing. And because the game came out for GameCube, the graphics are good enough to where it truly does hold up visually, I believe, uh, because of this art style. It's this really fun art style that, that holds up very well purely because of this style. And, and it's very appreciative. I actually, when I played the, the N64 one, I thought even that looked pretty good for the t- even even now it, obviously it's n64 so it's a bit of a reach but I thought because of that art style it's still kind of held up and this one it, it just kind of pushes that even further it it, it visually is still pretty stunning at times um, trying to think what else I, think I love I was, the I
0: do love the look of of these games
1: I do too it, it's it's very appealing and again it, it ages really well because of this yeah. art style and it, I, I really do applaud them for doing this I, I think it was such a such a brave thing to do or such a such a risky thing to do, and and they executed it really, really well. It obviously has the comedic elements of all the the Mario RPG kind of things. They do some pretty funny things at times. Um, nothing as memorable as Super Mario RPG, but I have enjoyed a few moments, especially that contact lens thing. I thought that was so funny. You should you um, should
0: try. Um, well, you don't have a 3DS, but if you ever do get a 3DS, you should definitely play Mario Luigi Paper Jam because it's got. I feel like it's the best of both worlds. It's it's. Got the um like the paper Mario elements, and it also is is real. I think it's funnier than Super Mario RPG.
1: Yeah, I may have to. I I actually may get a 3DS at some point because I want to play Luigi's Mansion two before the third one comes out. I believe it's for 3DS, but um, yeah,
0: it might be on DS. I I think it is 3DS. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But yeah.
1: Anything else? Um, I do like uh I, I do like looking for secrets you know you utilizing the different partners you have yep. certain partners have certain abilities to allow you to get some secrets but i think that's generally everything it's a very enjoyable game this is a game that holds up holds up well turn-based combat if you enjoy it generally holds up pretty well um as it ages and with the visual graphics and the sound is i mean it's gamecube so the sound quality is high enough to where the music's good uh music's not super abuse it's not super obnoxious I, I i do remember super mario RPG turning down the um, sound because of the fact that it's extremely repetitive and it's a short track yeah. this game's not too bad when you're out of combat the music's very calm it's not you know if it, 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 it can be in the background and it won't, it won't annoy you the combat music a little bit repetitive at times but not to the point of where you, you completely turn it down cool awesome yeah, that, I think that, sounds,
0: that sounds really really good
1: yeah, it, it's a fun game. I, I if you like turn-based games and you like this comedic style, or not really comedic, but the Mario sort of. Mm, I I don't know how to how to word it, but it's lighthearted. It's like that. Yeah, I guess that's the right would to put it. I, mean, I would say
0: comedic at least Mario RPG is. I don't know about this yeah. one.
1: Mario. I can't speak. Yeah, I guess one. that's a good. One. I guess I guess that, that's okay to say. But it, it is a very enjoyable game, and I, and I would definitely recommend it. And it's it came out in 04. I thought this game was like 2006, 07. Then I realized it was GameCube, and I'm like, no, oh, this has to be. You know, a lot earlier but yeah
0: cool sounds really good i i'm i'm pretty interested i'd have to say i'll probably i probably would play you know like paper mario the original one before i got to this <clears throat> but uh but the way you describe you know it you do? i may it actually join you
1: really playing that to talk talk about it
0: have you played it before
1: uh Paper Mario, yeah, I think I played actually, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I, it I, I rented that it I believe so. I, I enjoyed it. I, I will say one thing I do like about Paper Mario as opposed to the newer one is I found it to be more difficult. And it's not oh, difficult yeah. because of the combat, it's difficult because of stupid things. Like you have it, you struggle to figure out where to go. And I actually kind of enjoy it in those games because you, it's one of those games where you have to do some backtracking. So every time you get a new companion um, or you maybe you get a, an ability you can use out of combat, it allows you to progress a little bit further or maybe you have to backtrack and you can do something new in an area that you wouldn't have otherwise gone to. And I kind of enjoy that about these games. The worlds are small enough to where it's not as annoying as say like Resident Evil, you know, where you have to backtrack the entire mansion or yeah, you have to right, go through right. an entire floor and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I, I kind of enjoy that about this game. And this game was, it, it's Pretty, you're you're pretty much doing a straight shot through it. You're, you're not having to do too much backtracking. That's I've had good. to do a little bit, but it's not it's not bad. But Mar- the 64 one, I do remember backtracking quite a bit.
0: Oh, okay. In 64, you do have to.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, let me know when you play it. I'd be more than happy to to join you in that.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Is that it for is that it for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right,
0: let's um go on to top fives. This was a fun one. Uh, this is this is a pretty fun one. Worst titles of games. Last time we did best, this time we're doing worst. Um, I guess let's jump into it. Uh, oh, oh, actually, one thing I would like to say. I was listening to the last episode, you know, I was, as I was editing it and getting it ready to post and everything. And uh, I realized that when I talked about Donkey Kong, I actually pretty much just only talked about how bad of a title it was. Uh, even though I was on my list of best titles, mm. so I would like I didn't to re- even catch that. I would like to clarify that, or at least try to. Nope. I think right. Donkey Kong is is kind of a ridiculous and bad title in the ways that I sort of made fun of it for uh, when I talked about it. But the reason I had it on my best titles of games is that I feel like, even though it's a ridiculous title, it still kind of gets across the idea somewhat well of like what what the game is somehow even though it doesn't make sense at all which is which is like i don't know how but be having the word donkey and kong even though that's absurd you still look at the game and you're like okay this this feels kind of like a donkey kong i think and also it's just got a nice sound to it so uh that, that was again to somewhat clarify why i had it on my list of best titles even though all i did was make fun of how bad it was as a title so for this list worst titles of games um any any anything you want to mention before uh, before we get started our lists proper
1: uh i will say you know usually when we do top fives what i will end up doing is I'll, I'll try to come up with a few myself and then i'll start googling around to find some some look at other people and see if they have any suggestions that i may have missed or things that like oh man that's so good yeah this one people are really really dumb about this people were were, were making fun of yeah people were making fun of of games that were like it would be like this is just a terrible example they'd be like pokemon wii u version they're like why would you call it that (laughs) it's it's the wii u version of pokemon like what are you talking about like they should have come up with a unique title for it it's just a stupid title it's like what like, that's your that the, the the games that i've seen with crappy titles that's the one you put on there like
0: right yeah that's i mean i can understand that argument but if you're gonna list your worst game like you can, oh yeah you could do a lot better than
1: that oh yeah just just wait till we go through these lists like you're gonna be like what
0: <laughs> all right um any uh, honorable mentions that you want to get out of the way, or do you want to do this after? Actually,
1: I restricted mine down to specifically five, so no. There, there were quite a few that I had last last time, but I restricted mine down specifically five for this. There were oh, quite a few. The
0: only thing I'll say is I left off all of the. Well, I didn't really leave them off. I would have loved to be able to mention all of the ridiculous Kingdom Hearts games, except oh, yeah. all the bad, all the really bad ones came out after two thousand five, so they don't. I think somebody really
1: somebody count. wrote in about that email last time. Correct. Probably. I think somebody, I'm almost positive that somebody wrote it about that, talking about how ridiculous their titles are, because they're so stupid. I, you know what's so funny? As a, as a teenager, I thought it was so, cool. <laughs> was so cool.
0: Did you really? know? Like, I, I, I
1: one of things I will, Unfortunately, this is being recorded, but this is one of the things that I never want to admit, but it's like, oh yeah, it's so cool. Like It's so deep. You, you know the meme? So deep, like, yeah. I'm 14 and this is deep. Right, like, yeah, that yeah. is that literally me with, with
0: parts. That is awesome. Um. uh Actually, I'm sorry. Real quick, just to backtrack, totally off topic, but I was interested in knowing what your. Uh, do you remember what your party is for Super Mario? RPG? You cut out. Say that again. What's your party on Super Mario RPG?
1: Uh, I love playing with Mallow. Um, I I will. I I generally rotate a lot. I don't know. They're they're all pretty oh, yeah? fun. Like, whenever I, so like when I play an RPG, so I played Final Fantasy 7 like 18 times. I always try to do a different party combination if if possible. So. I've probably done everything at least once, but generally I always enjoy doing like Mallow and Peach. I always found like that to be a fun combination. Gotcha.
0: M- Mallow, so yeah, I-, I do love Mallow. Um, for th- for ninety percent of the game, I used Mario Bowser Mallow. You used and to. Then- Sorry, you cut out. <laughs> Mario Bowser and Mallow. Okay. And then for the uh, once I got to like the very end, you kind of need Peach because she has the group heal. Mm-hmm. um so oh, i did yeah, mario right. bowser peach at the end and that was actually that's another thing i'll say to that that i do like about the game is that uh it levels everybody up not just whoever was in combat so you can switch oh, yeah, out I, do.
1: I did forget about that yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah you can switch out without having to worry about somebody being under leveled
1: yeah that actually that mechanic some people are big fans of that that type of mechanic but to me it's just like it's so annoying it's like oh great now i have to go back and level this character up and it's like no like this is stupid it's just yeah. a waste of time i've already done all this yeah
0: Okay, sorry about that. Uh, top five worst game titles. Number five. Uh, I'll go first. Cause I think I normally make you go first. Yep. Uh, Max Payne. Interesting. Yeah, it's just like, I get that it's like, supposed to kind of be a joke, but it's so like, fucking on the nose. Is it supposed to be a joke? I don't know if it's supposed to be a joke. I mean, obviously, it's supposed to sound like, you know, Max Payne, like.
1: Well, that's his name, right?
0: Well, yes, his name, yeah, its Max Payne, P-A-Y-N-E. That—that that is the character's name,
1: yep.
0: and it's supposed to sound like you know something painful, Max
1: Payne. But it's like—I I thought it was meant to be cool, honestly.
0: I, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I think it's supposed—I think it's supposed to be maybe cool, or maybe not even cool, but it's just supposed to like have a double meaning. Yeah, um, cool or not. But it's so like so painfully blatantly. It's like they were trying to be clever and came up with the least clever title possible for somebody trying to be clever
1: and, and in the game pain is, is a is a mechanic too because you use painkillers like it, it, it was i, I don't know it, oh, I, you, I, I don't remember painkillers oh yeah painkillers are how you how you fight like you you pop painkillers and just go into combat and <laughs> you you yeah it, it's it's a pretty that
0: makes it worse
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you think like okay that makes it better right because it's no it, it's not it, it makes it worse it just adds to this this uh, yeah, it's it's not a good title. I it's think the point.
0: fact is that they were tr- – I think, I guess, I was, as I kind of talked my way through it, my my conclusion is the, the what makes it so bad is they were trying to be clever and then came up again with, yeah. like, the least clever punt, like, play on words that they could have come up with.
1: My thought is they came up with the title before they came up with the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see <laughs> that. That's too. what I would imagine. Yeah.
1: Uh, my number five is Beat'em and Eat'em. Uh, from <laughs> I, I, I know nothing about this game, but the title is just
0: perfect. Uh, you can know, take like, no, I, think, I think you, you, know, you, know, so I, think you do, I think you do know something about that game. Do I? Uh, yeah, considering that was the game I played last week. You played that? Are you fucking kidding
1: where? me? But listen, I have a bad... Like, don't question my memory. It's not It's not very good. You gotta
0: be fucking kidding me.
1: Robert, if you asked me what your last name is, I would tell you it's Ring... Or excuse me, King. <laughs> more often than Ring... <laughs> Oh, this game. Oh man, that's so funny. You don't, you oh, actually,
0: man. you didn't remember that.
1: I, I, because now that I look at the game, I remember the, the actual game itself. I just didn't remember that that was the actual name. Jesus.
0: Not only was that my game last week, but that was my number one best title for a game last week.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Robert! I forgot about this. I thought it,
0: I thought you were saying it halfway joking since that was what I played.
1: Robert, would I ever do that to you? Yes. Okay. Well, no, it's not in this case. That is, that is actually genuine. I, I didn't actually realize that that was the. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny too because it's one of the ones I was like, I saw the title, I was like, oh my god, that is the dumbest title. Because essentially, what I did is I went through alphabetically through through the large list of games. You know that large list we found of like all the games of all time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was
1: essentially just scrolling through those letter by letter.
0: Scroll through the whole list.
1: Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I mean, because most of them there's are, like are,
0: forty thousand games on there.
1: It's not bad. I, I didn't go like super like line by line by line. I just kind of scrolled through it because I was looking through. Up? Yeah, because most of them, not most of them, but a good number of them was like NHL 94, NHL 95. And you could like scroll through those or like FIFA, you know, 98, FIFA 99. It was like a lot of those you could just kind of scroll through pretty quickly. But it was usually the odd ones that you like catch your eye like, wait, what is that? That's so funny. Yeah.
0: All right. Number four, act razor. Hmm. What the fuck does that mean? That's- I don't know, but I don't mind it. It's terrible, like, it feels like it should mean something specific, but it doesn't mean anything.
1: But then you play the game and you're like, okay. (laughs) Like, what would you title that game with with all the complexity? I would at
0: least use some words that mean something.
1: (laughs) You put it this way, you would use words.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go, I would use words and not just pick two random words and make a compound word out of them. How about that? It could have been, it could have easily has been like door pillow
1: door pillow. jesus
0: all right what's yours what's your number four
1: uh my number four is attack of the mutant camels so <laughs> let me show you the picture of this 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 is it was it was funny enough with the title but then you see the freaking box art and it is classic here yeah, let me show you this camel looks stoned out of his mind like whatever this guy is is going after i'm all about it look at look at that nice box art. <laughs> and, and here's the best part so you see that box art right
0: yeah, that's what, like. <laughs>
1: that's what. Look at look, what look look at the actual game looks like. I just said you. That.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, that's some uh, that's some vaporwave Atari stuff right there.
1: Yeah. So this game is called Attack of the Mutant Camels. I know nothing about this. This is for the Atari system. Uh, look up the box art. Is it's this really? So-
0: that looks better than it, I mean, in some ways it does. In some ways it doesn't. But like the, for instance, the font, like the letters on there, that looks better than Atari. This is Atari two thousand six hundred.
1: I wonder if this is some updated version of something. Yeah, because the font is really legible.
0: Um, let's see. This says. Actually, yeah, the, it does say. Hold on, here, hold on. Hold on. Okay. It was released for the Commodore sixty four, and, originally. and uh, it says and Atari eight bit family. I don't know. So so definitely not Atari two thousand six hundred. Gotcha. Um, but
1: you're not kidding though. That font is really clean.
0: Yeah. It looks like. Um, I'm not familiar with this. Let's see. Our Atari 8-bit family is a series of 8-bit home computers introduced by Tar- Atari in 1979. So this is a uh, actual computer made by Atari that this is made for. Hmm. Okay, so this is not an Atari in the sense of Atari 2600, the classic Atari. This is like a some some other Atari computer thing that gotcha <laughs> that is uh, that apparently existed.
1: I, I love our tangents. I, I Honestly, I love it when we go off on random tangents. It makes me, it makes me so happy. Uh, so yeah, my number four was Attack of the Mutant Camels. Just just, just like, yep, you know exactly what you're getting into. I think, sure, let's give it a shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a fucking trippy looking game. I wonder what the uh, the goal of the game, like what you do in it.
1: I'm going to assume... No, nah, I'm just kidding. Never mind. I, I have no idea.
0: I bet you control this camel that's on the screen.
1: You think it's a mutant camel? And do you think you're attacking? I can't
0: stop. I don't think it doesn't even look like. Well, maybe it does. Is a mutant camel because it doesn't even have a hump. <laughs> they they evolved to get rid of their humps, or they mutated to get rid of their humps, and then I don't know what you're attacking.
1: Then they can't them. store water.
0: That's why they have <laughs> to attack things. So they that's that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're there purely to to absorb <laughs> from you.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, that's a good, that's a good. One. I love this boxer. He definitely does look high.
1: Yeah, I mean I, that camel's on drugs. Somebody, somebody. <laughs> All
0: right, uh, my number three. Um, we were talking about uh, games. We, were to, we this this. It made me think. I, I thought of this one. Um, when, I already had this on my list, but it, it made me think of it when you said like the Kingdom Hearts games. Like you thought they sounded oh, yeah. like so cool. This one I feel like is trying to sound cool. Yep. Uh, siphon filter.
1: Yeah, that's a rough one. And 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 when you <laughs> actually play the game and how serious it takes itself, and then you see the main character running and you're like, this game should never ever try to be. T-. Have you ever seen the running in this game? Yes, we've talked about this before. Yeah, it we makes talked me about laugh it so hard. I, I
0: used to have this game. Um, I'll be too. Yeah, I, I have the player's get... guide still.
1: <laughs> um, I love the running.
0: It sounds like a uh, sounds like a fucking like Matrix character name.
1: <laughs> yeah, and what's funny is the the cover. For it is very matrixy. It's black with this green. Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah. Fire, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, just like, this just sounds like. Oh, let's
0: come up with the name that just sounds
1: badass. Siphon. I mean, Max Payne is kind of the same thing too. Right?
0: Kinda. But this Max Payne's like, oh, let's come up with a neat, in, like a clever, badass name. This is just like, what word sounds so what fucking is a cool? Siphon filter. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it keeps your fridge water clean. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to change it every three months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, your number three.
1: Uh, my number three is thirty-six holes. We <laughs> talked about this last time. This is this is a golfing game, but I mean, just you, you got to be shitting me. Like you can be like, I don't know. Let's call it thirty-six holes. Like you can't do that to me. I'm a child. Like yeah, was, exactly. That's not allowed. Like it's so funny when I saw this title. I'm like, no way. Sure Whoa. enough, it's a golfing game.
0: What is this for?
1: Uh, actually, I actually have no idea. Hold on, let me see. Oh, I found it. Yeah, here it is. I found, found it as well. 36 it's... holes starring Fred Couples or Couples.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a Sega yeah. 32X game.
1: Yeah. Just a great name. But, like yeah, you, know, it. You, you know they knew. You know. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: You know. Uh, okay. Number two? Yeah, number two. My number two is Silphied. um, <laughs> Because... So it's S I L P H E E D, Silphied. Hey, there are hey, there are plenty of games that have like made up words for their titles, but like Actracer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But most of them at least convey some kind of idea of what the game is like, or they or they at least sound cool or something. But Silphied doesn't convey anything. I don't think it doesn't. I would would have
1: no idea. Yeah,
0: you have no fucking clue. It doesn't like sound. It doesn't even sound interesting. It doesn't give you any idea what the game is about, what the game is like. Doesn't sound necessarily like you don't know if it's fantasy or sci-fi or whatever. Like, what would you if you had to throw it or fucking guess? What would you think Silphie is? I've talked about this on the podcast before, by the way.
1: Ooh, you can't put me on a spot like that. I would have no freaking idea. I actually I will. I will give you a
0: hundred dollars if you can guess exactly what kind of game this is. Can I what? Google it? No, I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> uh, tell Pete. what what what
0: what genre? Like what style game? And like what type of game it is? What genre game? I'm is
1: just it gonna it is. guess it's a point click adventure because I know you, that's all I know you no. for. So this
0: is a shoot 'em up, like top <laughs> top top down. <laughs> Couldn't be more wrong. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, it is like a three kind of a. It, it does have some 3D elements, but yeah, it's more or less a top down shooter. Um. Yeah, every time I see this, song, I'm just like, where did this come from? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, th- that's just because it not only does it not give you any idea about the game, but it's also just like not even an interesting title. So <laughs> like they could have at least done that. All right. You're number two.
1: All right. And I apologize if this offends anybody, oh, uh, but there is a game that it, 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 on the cover <laughs> Its called touch dick,
0: touch but it's dick? DIC.
1: yeah it's DIC short for dictionary so this was one of the covers that they have <laughs>
0: this this is a DS game so this oh, is't is tech...
1: too new oh I'm so sorry wait is this too no
0: no no I, no, I wasn't saying that uh, well it looks like it is maybe what is it 2000... I didn't even think about that no no it's 2005 it's 2005 okay but this I don't even know if this qualifies as a game but it's on DS so I think it should be allowed regardless
1: yeah and there's the re-release with touch Dictionary.
0: <laughs> <get not> really <laughs> <close>. <laughs> when, the, when the next one came out they're like hey guys we really got a uh we really um, can't formerly known as
1: touch dick is a dictionary software for the and uh for nintendo ds released in 2005 exclusively to south korea uh offers translation from english japanese and korean and, and uh, yes. okay
0: so so probably the the like u.s version is the one that's called touch dictionary i would think right
1: uh, so, I believe the original release, because I, I think they changed the actual name of it because of that. Because it says formally known as Touchdick. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just like, the second I saw it, I'm like, you have got to be shitting me. Like, how did this get through the safety nets? Like, what is your safety net? Do you have one? <laughs> Holy oh.
0: shit. That is, uh, that's a good one. I have never heard of this.
1: Yeah, likewise. This is one of the things that, came up, or that I found while, while looking.
0: <laughs> it says... The original name of, um, this is on Touch Dictionary, the original name of the game, Touch Dick, fostered controversy after a fail blog posted the cover noting the similarity of the word dick to the word dick with a K, slang for penis. Gaming blog That's Joystick right. called the title Potentially Offensive. WatchMojo also placed it third in top ten worst video game titles.
1: I didn't even know the term dick was uh slang i didn't even think about that i didn't even register in my brain until you just said that what the, the term dick i just didn't even think about it as slang because it's such a co- it's such a common term for penis in, in my mind Like, oh, okay i thought
0: you were saying you didn't think about the word dick meaning penis <laughs> oh no, no 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 sorry okay <laughs> that's funny i was like you didn't catch that okay yes uh you you were saying you literally weren't thinking of it as a slang term, as opposed yeah. to a...
1: It's just like when I think of it, it's just like yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like I
0: yes, that's the medical term for it. Like you are yeah, right? a the dick doctor. Yep.
1: Uh.
0: All right. Number one, big mother truckers.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good one.
0: Like I, it's almost cheating to use this as number one because it's just so dumb. You know, like oh yeah. I don't know if they're trying to be funny or trying to be edgy, or I guess, probably both, I guess. (laughs) But it's just, ah, it just doesn't work. And the fact that it's not even mother, it's mother. Of course. I I know it's kind of of course, but also it makes it worse.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Big mother truckers. Yeah. All right. um, Jay?
1: All right, so my number one, it thankfully, is not super offensive like the rest of this. This is Tongue of the Fat Man. <laughs> this, this is such a funny title. Like, I just see this. It, you're talking about what to expect from games when you hear this. And it's like, what? Like, what What am I supposed to expect from this? And then you look at the cover art, and it's just, it's even better. Like, it just adds, Holy again. Holy shit. Like, what the uh, fuck? It, exactly. Like, so, so for those who can't see it, it is black background with this red font that is outlined in yellow that says tongue of the fat man and then it's this person's lower half starting with their nose down with their mouth open they're kind of grinning and showing their teeth and their nose has eyeballs and eyebrows
0: yeah the nose is like the whole top it's it's as if their face was cut off at the top of the nose but the top of the nose was the rest of their face
1: it is a horrifying cover art but the name alone is just intriguing it's like What could this again? What is this game about? It's a fighting game. Did you get that from Tongue of the Fat Man? Neither did I. (laughs) No, this is a uh,
0: DOS slash Commodore 64 slash Sega Genesis game. What does it say? Uh, Yeah, fighting game. Wow. It's a good one. This is a good find, Jay.
1: Thanks, man. Well, the internet found it, but.
0: (laughs) All right, Tongue of the Fat Man that about take holy shit look at it th- there's a screenshot Let me see if of I can the actual know. gameplay no of just like um, a an image from the game <laughs> there's a uh, big i guess it's probably the main character it's a big huge guy i'm trying to find a like a link like a super version.
1: wrestler almost i think is what i saw
0: um kind of but Man. he is his fat like the like the fat rolls and his his nipples are eyeballs and then the fat okay. rolls in his what? stomach make a mouth.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, thank you.
0: No thanks. I think you, that you put it pretty well. All right, for our next top five, uh, we forgot to we forgot to discuss this beforehand. But if it's all right with you, I think it's time for us to do our uh, top five host quote bingo. Basically, top five things that we say very often. What? Uh, like top five most common phrases from both of us.
1: Oh no! Phrases what? or
0: or individual words.
1: Ooh, that means I have to pay attention to you, though. It means
0: you have to agree.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> I mean, I will. Okay,
0: that's the that, that, No more discussion needed. Okay. Uh, is that is that, that work for you?
1: Sure. Can go with
0: that. All right. So, host bingo. The top five words or phrases will do each other. So I do your, the things that you say so, the yeah. most, <laughs> you do the things that I say the most. Sounds good. Yep.
1: yep. Well, I right. don't, but I'll, I'm down. So I'm sure I'm there scared. are
0: several very obvious ones. Everyone write in, tell us what our top five most common, most uh, catchphrase-ish phrases that we say are
1: I remember when I kept saying remember I kept saying got him all the time
0: <laughs> no I don't really remember,
1: you remember that you, you and Blake used to comment on that all the time. I, I said it probably 30 times an episode
0: did you say it? I don't Oh remember yeah that. you guys
1: used to make fun of me for it all the time
0: wow I, I don't remember that at all
1: yeah <clears throat> I was just like
0: got him <laughs> I, mean, I do remember like a few times where that was said a whole bunch I don't remember it being an ongoing thing but yeah. anyway, let's let's go to emails.
1: Wow, that high tech music. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, first one, we got another email ish type tweet. This is from at Les Play Games. L E Z P L A Y uh, G A Y M E S. Les Play Games says, uh, Class Games cast man, I just listened to episode 61, and Jay just hates on the game I beat as a kid The, oh, the Lion King.
1: Oh, <laughs> what? That is a commonly disliked game i am not the only person that dislikes that game
0: it says lol everyone hates this game and honestly (laughs) (laughs) and honestly this is the only game i can speed run i'm slowly catching up i think on your episodes is what that's what they mean
1: i would say if you haven't played it in the last five or ten years give it a go and digest just the level where you have to hop from like the trees to the giraffes and that will cause you to understand at least in my opinion why that game is so widely hated
0: the this person i don't know if it's a male or female so i don't want to say he or she but this person says this is the only game that they can speed run so i assume they oh speed run oh the whole thing many times
1: wow i'll be honest i don't know many people who talk positively about that game that's i've not heard
0: it either i have not heard a whole lot about this game but i this is the first positive that i have heard about it
1: yeah to each their own i mean if you enjoy speed running it by all means it's just that's a tough one man it's it's mechanically it doesn't make sense visually it's odd it's it's a tough one
0: are you willing to say that this is a that this is a bad person for liking this game absolutely not you're not gonna you're not, you don't have the balls to say that i have the balls it's not <laughs> an accurate statement Stop <laughs> trying to all right uh thank you very much let's play games next one uh, an actual email um from uh, he didn't put his name in the uh, in the bio, in like the at the bottom, so I'm just going to assume it's. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to try to grab the name from the email, so we'll just say anonymous. Um, have you guys done the Hulk yet? The one from 2003 on PS2 and Xbox. It's a silly beat 'em up that I played a lot when I was about 15. Is 2003 too recent? No, uh, 2003 is not too recent. Our cutoff is 2005 or. We, we, we include 2005, nothing after 2005.
1: Yeah, didn't we say like, did we say a month for it, or did we just say the end of 2005?
0: We just said anything in 2005 is fair game. Anything gotcha. past that is not. Um, but no, we have not done The Hulk yet. Although, my um, I believe my roommate used to play this game a lot. Uh, It was at least... It was either this or some other Marvel game that came... Out right around the same time uh there may have been a wolverine game may have been the wolverine game that he played if if there's one that came out around this time but no this is supposed to be a pretty good game i do remember hearing pretty good stuff about this i might uh put this on my list because this this is kind of like this seems kind of like a uh, simple kind of have fun but you don't have to like think too hard about it type game uh i may consider playing this one sometime but no, um, we definitely haven't talked about it yet on the podcast. Yeah,
1: I just want to come. I forgot about something that was really funny in Super Mario or Super paper Mario. Uh-huh. There is the, so when you learn how to use your two abilities, where you turn into paper, you turn into the paper airplane. A few other times, it's this curse, right? And I forgot to mention this. It's so freaking comical. I was laughing for so long. So essentially, you find this treasure chest and it's locked, and you find this key and open it, and the screen turns black, but it has these yellow eyes and yellow fangs, and the guy's like, you know, basically, like, haha, you unleash the curse. And because of that, if you press the R button, you can turn into a paper airplane and fly. And it's like, and you must use the joystick to control it. It's like supposed to be like this really like evil, malevolent thing. It's like, <laughs> ha, ha ha And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I forgot about that. That's classic. Anyways.
0: All right. Thank you very much, anonymous email
1: writer. Who is this from? Oh, I know who it's from. This is Chase. Hello. Yeah, it's from Chase the Night Cleaner. Hello, gentlemen. How are you all doing today? Robert? Fantastic. Wow, I'm playing D and D in two that days. Well. That's right, we are.
0: I found a local group that I'm going to try playing How with. How dare also. you? Yeah.
1: How dare you?
0: I you you guys I I you I will still give you guys just as much love and attention as I ever have. But well, I've been I, cheating on you too. Now so I, I can't have a really side group plan, a side group piece of dudes also.
1: Yeah, a side piece. Yeah. Uh, so Chase, sounds like we're doing pretty well. Robert's getting a lot of action, so that always makes him. <laughs> uh chase the night cleaner with a quickie for you they're perfect exactly what we're talking about um so i was thinking about your top five for the day and remembered i had always had an issue with the name suikoden even if it's a even if it is a series of games i really enjoy for a long time i felt the name did a very poor job of describing to english players what the game really is and i stopped being a goofball and actually looked at the meaning of, of this and what i got suikoden is actually a translation for the term oh gosh I'm just gonna say, or watermark.
0: <laughs> Shui uh, Hu sh- Zuan. Thank you. More, I'm sure that's incorrect, but yeah, more or
1: less. So I will tell you this: uh, I played on a private server in WoW, and our main tank, his name was this, and the guy was a total douche, like <laughs> absolutely. So this this word for me just has such a negative connotation. Which like, one? The guy went, Suikoden? Suikoden? His name was Suikoden. He was <laughs> really bad at the game. Really arrogant. <laughs> And just an absolute prick. And it was like those three things together just creates this mold of shit that you just don't want to be around. What if he's
0: kids. listening to this right now?
1: Yeah, I hope he is. I <laughs> hope he knows. you know, so anyway, so, you know I, I'm very honest with people generally, especially in situations like that. So No, I got you. you, know, you. Just, so. so anyway, sorry. Um, the English
0: translation was water margin.
1: So what does Water Margin mean, Chase says? Well, it is literally the name of the classic Chinese novels featuring the Warriors of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Oh, so like um, Dynasty Warriors. That's what those are based off of. Uh, As Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Okay. Uh, Konami decided to do some name swaps, but loved the idea of great dynasties fighting and the concept of 108 stars. Special destined people in parentheses. Uh, so made a game out of it. Suikoden is Konami's Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Or for those of you who are completely lost... All the folks from the Dynasty Warrior games. Yep, there you go. Uh, now that I know this, I can't use that one anymore. Though I will still suggest—excuse me. Though I will still suggest that there's a lot of lost translation when you bring the games over to North America. Yeah, I
0: think that's definitely fair.
1: Yeah, I would think so as well. Uh, so he says. So I'd have to say my my new number one worst game title would have to be Final Fantasy 15. There is nothing final about the 15th game in a series. The original Final Fantasy was a lark, expected to be the game that Squaresoft shuttered. Wait, excuse me. Uh, the original Final Fantasy was a lark, expected to be the game that Squaresoft shuttered its game development studio with, hence the name. Now, here we are. I, I've nothing- heard that,
0: sorry, real quick. I've heard that that, that, that like, uh, has been kind of debunked, that sort of... Uh story about they called it final fantasy because they thought it was gonna be the last game that they made basically hmm. i've heard that that's not really actually the case interesting
1: i actually hadn't heard that before sorry um, i could
0: be wrong too but the, the i've heard otherwise
1: Anyway. he was on to say now here we are and nothing feels final about any of these fantasies there will always be another one even if square slash enix disappears someone will take up the franchise in a heartbeat so yeah unpopular opinion but they should have stopped using the name a long time ago actually i'd be completely fine if they changed if they had unique titles like if it was like final fantasy and then dash whatever they want to call the title i think that would be okay to do but yeah i kind of agree with you just having a, a numeric aspect to it is it's kind of lame and you know."
0: I, I, I honestly don't like the, I kind of like just having numbers. Or at least <laughs> <clears throat> a number and a subtitle. <clears throat> but I don't really like it when you just drop the numbers altogether. Because to me, it gets I, confusing. I would be okay
1: one. with it if they did the number along with a subtitle or just a subtitle. Um, hmm. I think I'd be okay with that. But yeah, I, I can kind of see where you're coming with. This I, go,
0: I go the opposite direction. So that way, because for me, it's like, okay, which one of these comes first? Which one's the... Which is the seventh one? Which is the tenth one?
1: It's like, true.
0: It's like a uh, Xbox One. Like what? That's that's the fourth. That's the fourth, or the I guess it's the third one. I, I'm sorry. So Xbox One is the is the third Xbox. Xbox 360 is a second.
1: Well, what? the reason they call it the Xbox 360, Robert, is because when you play it, you you spin 360 degrees and you walk away.
0: You walk into it.
1: I know that's the joke, Robert. Okay. Uh it's a, it's a very it's a meme. Um so he says, now for the question of the day. What is one Final Fantasy game you wish you had played when you were younger so that it had more, more of an impact on us? Let's be real here. Once you get a bit too old none of the goofy shit happening in Final Fantasy seems <laughs> seems novel or new. So what is one Final Fantasy game you wish you could have played when your brain was still developing? My brain is still developing always. Uh <laughs> I would probably say 9 I didn't get as invested into Final Fantasy IX as I did Seven, and I think that Final Fantasy IX is a better game overall. I think the characters are more unique. I think the fighting style is really cool. I think the, I think there's a lot of aspects of that game that are pretty amazing. And I wish that I had been been as vested into Nine as I was Seven. I think I'd probably have it. I would probably hold it to a higher standard in my mind. Other than that, yeah, that's probably the best one for me because the the ones after Ten to me are just so are okay, so I, I'd probably say nine for me.
0: I wish um I had played the very first one because it always oh, wow. it always looked interesting to me, but I never.
1: It was so hard, man.
0: I never re- for, for I just never ended up playing it for some reason, and I think I would have had a good time with it. But now I really just I tried playing it uh, a few months ago, and I just do not have the patience for it because like one I'm ba- actually playing It, it right takes now. like Final Fantasy one yeah holy shit
1: it takes a, it,
0: it takes two minutes for or like you know i'm probably exaggerating somewhat but it takes like a minute for the other for the enemies to take their turn
1: you so when you're at the main screen you can turn up the message speed to eight and the combat goes so much faster. it
0: turns up the combat speed too
1: Yes, cool because it turns up the chat. So like when it's like monster one swings miss, monster two swings one damage like or critical hit or whatever it is. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And like there's like a pause in between between
0: each one. It is. It takes forever for them just to take their fucking turns.
1: I would love to to get in call with you sometime and play through that game. Like if we 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 could do something fun where we pick each other's parties or something. I would love. I've (laughs) done that with somebody before. Actually, I did with Conrad. Conrad Jansen. We we did this one time. It oh, was yeah? very fun. Yeah, because okay. I ended up with three three white mages, and then I think it was a black mage or something. Like, he gave me the most dog-do thing of all time. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> that, that, so, yeah.
0: that could make it definitely more uh, bearable.
1: Final Fantasy I is a fun game. It is a brutal game because you can be doing very well. You can be progressing through one of the key dungeons of the game, and then a mob will critically hit, which essentially goes through armor and one-shot your tank, and you just lose.
0: Yeah, one other uh, – not to talk about too much about it, but one other problem with it is um, you basically have to have a manual with you to see what the items are because there's, like, no information on what the items do in-game.
1: Yeah, because you have to essentially – what he's talking about is you can't identify the stats that are on items. So what you end up having to do is, is unequip an item, look at your stats, write them down, then equip the item and compare it, and then you can <laughs> identify what the stats are on items. Yeah, um, when well,
0: I did think the play- I think the manual does give some more information.
1: Oh, I I don't have the manual. Uh, oh, I don't either. Now. I think the PlayStation release version has more information the, because they did release of 1 and 2 for PlayStation 1, and I believe that one has details on it.
0: Okay. So.
1: uh, Sorry, back to the email. I'm like waiting for you. Um, <laughs> Let's see. I, I kind of wish I had stuck with Final Fantasy VIII. Chase, come on. Of all the ones to pick, are you kidding me? uh chase goes on to say but found it really unapproachable and too different from any of the games for it and i loved all of the final fantasy games that came before it how dare you uh and that's all i have to say that's all i have for today gentlemen thanks as always for doing what you do making this great podcast and hosting this little section that lets us all write in i wish you both well and look forward to hearing from you again cheers chase the night cleaner thank you sir
0: thank you chase next up is from jonathan Jonathan says, I feel like I should write you guys a good email since it's been a while, but I'm also wondering what's the point when uh, at Melee Monkey, that's Simon, has already written the best email ever. (laughs) Not sure that I can match her prowess (laughs) or that I should even try, but I do want to jump in on these lists. So for the best game names, number five, Road Rash, number four, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Number four, Streets of Rage. That's a good one. Again,
1: both of those titles, you know generally what you're getting into. When you hear that Road Rash is a motorcycle game where you can hit people and knock them on the ground, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Streets of Rage, again. You, it's...
0: You're you raging on the streets.
1: Yeah, doc, That's what I do.
0: Number three, Golden Axe. Number two, okay. we- <laughs> Weapon Lord. <laughs>
1: that one's a little bit of
0: reach. That one's a little bit of reach. Number one, Final Fantasy.
1: But it's not the Final Fantasy.
0: Yeah. But the first one maybe, theoretically, was. <laughs> uh, Sega Genesis had some great naming conventions for games, but ultimately, the conclusion of our wildest fantasies takes the crown, in my in my opinion. Worst game names. Number five. <laughs> Princess Tomato in Salad Kingdom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's actually a pretty good yeah. one as hell.
0: Uh, All right, number four I take issue with. This is actually the best game title, and I wish I had remembered it for my list. Ninja Baseball Batman. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, I've seen this before. It's an arcade game that is actually kind of awesome. It's like a beat-em-up style arcade game, Uh and it's like pretty badass and fun and crazy looking. Uh, yeah, it's called Ninja Baseball Batman. It's not Batman as in the DC character. It's like Batman as in Baseball Bat Man.
1: Oh, okay, okay, thank you. Uh,
0: but but it is spelled, but it is spelled like Batman. It's Ninja
1: well, Baseball so. Batman. I was way more interested when I thought it was about when when I thought Batman was involved. I'll
0: be honest. With you. <laughs> Number, th- <laughs> Number
1: three, Spanky's Quest. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, ha- I had that one on my my list originally. What
0: is this? I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is.
1: I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh! It's a Super Nintendo game where you play. Okay, I thought it was monkey related. It's a Super Nintendo game where you play a monkey. I think it's kind of like a, pl- a puzzle platformer. Uh, number two, touch dick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nice. You go.
0: And number one, holy shit! Big mother, tr- not just big mother truckers. But Big Mother Truckers 2 Truck Me Harder. <laughs> no way! Somebody <laughs> went up your, your
1: freaking list, Robert.
0: I did not know about this one or else I definitely would have Robert. included that one. That would have been my... Uh, oh, without
1: question. I would yeah, without
0: so. question. Holy shit. I wish well, I had was the, What
1: was the sub, subtitle? <laughs>
0: truck Me Harder?
1: Truck Me Harder, Jesus. Oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> Holy
1: shit. That is good.
0: Uh, that's all. That's it. He says, you guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Jonathan.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jonathan.
0: Awesome lists. And this last one is from Jeffrey.
1: Jeffrey says, hey, dudes, great episode from T to B last time. I'm assuming that means top to bottom. Uh, I felt compelled to play all the games you talked about. Wolfenstein 3D was my favorite from my childhood, but I never gave Doom a chance besides playing it once at my cousin's. Perhaps I will use it as a palate cleanser for Daikatana. That is, of course, <laughs> after I put some serious time into Beat'em at Need 'em. Rob's description certainly aroused my interest. No. <laughs> nice. No. Nice, Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey says, thanks big time to Jay for really digging into Chocobo's Dungeon 2. I don't have have the time right now, but it made me anxious to revisit that as well. I don't have a top top five worst game titles, but I thought of a top five of my own. Uh, top five games the classic gaming podcast inspired me to play it for the first time number five katamari damacy i didn't love the controls <laughs> but it was quirky and a lot of fun for a little while that's a very accurate way to describe this game the controls are a little bit wonky but it's very enjoyable for a short while that's a very great way to describe that game
0: um, uh number f- i would say it's enjoyable for more than a short while
1: I, I like to play it in sprints. Like I don't sit down and play it for like four or five hours, but I'll play it for 30, 30 to forty five minutes and then take a break and then go do something else and come back to it. Like it wasn't a game that I could sit down and just grind out like, you know, RPGs or something. But hmm. maybe that's just me.
0: That's funny. I'm I'm the opposite way. I don't I can't play RPGs for a long ass time, but I can play other games for longer. That's so
1: funny. When I sit down to play an RPG, I have to play it for like two hours because otherwise I just don't make really any progress, I feel like. <laughs> Number four, Day of the Tentacle. It was worthwhile to give myself Hell a yeah. minded attempt. At a point-and-click adventures. It didn't click for me, but I thought it was funny. Ha <laughs> click for me. <laughs> uh, number three, Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. This wait, 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 is a are great these, introduction. Oh, sorry,
0: these are, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> these are top five games the Classic Gaming Podcast inspired me to play for the first time. Okay, I was like, yes,
1: gotcha. Uh, number, so uh, again, it's a Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. This was a great introduction to Roguelikes. One day when I have more free time, I'll sink back into this again. Number two, Tokubota's Dungeon 2. Yeah, Jay, it's as great as you say. Wonderful. And number one, Robert, we can both agree on this, Earthbound. Uh, most, oh, of the credit, most of the credit goes to the SNES Classic for making this accessible. Uh, this is an all-time great RPG and one every gamer should experience. Yeah, this Earthbound we talked about way oh, yeah. too much, but just like a lot of titles, but it is an ex- excellent game. From Best top RPG bottom, ever so. made. Yep. Um, I still need, to, still need to get around to Onimusha, Super Mario RPG, and Lisa. Lisa was a really fun game as well. That's a newer Holy one. Holy shit.
0: It is so was good. Such a game.
1: Uh, thanks for entertaining me and inspiring me. I am Sephiroth, and this podcast is my live stream. Oh, my God. <laughs> me... Oh, no. Guess that makes me Jay Genova. Get out. Rob's the dude in the Speedo at the Honey Bee Inn later. Yeah, Hell that's yeah. Perfect.
0: What's the Honey Bee Inn?
1: Oh, no, Robert. Oh no. oh no! You need to play. Uh... You need to play Final Fantasy VII again. There's this side quest that you can do where you go. You can peek through a hole. It's like a brothel or like a whorehouse. And then what ends up happening is Cloud gets taken away with a bunch of men. And here's the picture. Oh, that's hey. not. A, that's
0: not even a side quest, is it? That's that's one of the. You don't have that's to do of... this part
1: of it. There's a certain oh, yeah. level you can do so based on based on how many items you get. You get a. You can do different things at this place um, okay it, okay it gets pretty weird nice i
0: want to be that which which one of these I'll, guys show am you, i'll show you
1: the uh show you the, the classic uh i don't know specifically who he was referencing he was referencing somebody in a speedo but here's here's a classic screenshot this is uh, <laughs> mounting mountain cloud on a bed which is actually a shot from final fantasy seven
0: so. awesome yeah Thank you. Thank yeah, you, Jeffrey.
1: Jeffrey.
0: Uh, and that does it. Any current gaming? Um, or, first off, send us emails, mail at com. If you want to have your email read next time.
1: Yep.
0: Again, next time is uh, top five uh, things that me and Jay say the most. Or our catchphrases, yep. if you will uh jay any cl- current gaming subcast stuff you have to talk about
1: yeah a couple things so first off i get back in starcraft uh, again a little bit of brood War, oh yeah i was gonna starcraft ask you about
0: 2. that
1: Yeah, so i've been playing a little bit of brood or a little bit of starcraft 2 uh watching a lot of tournaments again but it, it's it, every time i go back to them, I'm like man these games are so fun i cannot wait for an rts i really hope warcraft 3 takes off enough to develop a pro scene again but it's unlikely oh, but nuts. i would love to see an rts in the forefront again or at least in the top five Um. So there's that. Um, the second thing is I'm playing a lot of tabletop games. I actually purchased. So I'm going. I'm going uh, up to a cabin here in the next couple of weeks. So I purchased a couple of board games in preparation for it. Um, so I just want to talk about them really quick because some of, I've played all four of them already and they're super fun. So the first one is Dixit. It's D I X I T, and it's this oh, touch kind Dix. of get out touch Dixit. Um, it's this sort of social deception game, and essentially you are given a, you're given a, a handful of cards. And you choose one of them and you describe it either by saying a word a phrase a song whatever you want to say and then you put it face down and then everybody else puts down a card that matches that description and then they are trying to guess what you put down and it is very fun and the art style for this game is amazing Here, i'll show you a a picture of one it is the art style in this game is absolutely amazing and each card has such depth to it and the more i look at these cards the more I realize is going on in them. Cause initially you'll look at a card and go, yeah, you, I can describe it with this word. And then you'll end up looking at it a little bit more in depth and you're like, Holy shit. I didn't even notice that that, that was going on in this image. Huh. So that's, that's Dixit. Um, the next one is. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. The art style is really cool in, in, in this game. And there's, there's expansions that add more to it. Uh, the next one is Pam. How, how do
0: you spell this?
1: Uh, D I X I T. Okay. Ah, uh, the next one is Pandemic. This is a co-op oh, yeah. uh, strategy game. Very fun game. Um, you're essentially trying to eliminate or eradicate diseases, and there's a massive amount of strategy to it. Uh, it's very, very fun. A lot of communication going back and forth between you and your teammates. Um, so I got so the, the first one is a PvP game. Basically, you're playing against each other. Second one's a co-op game. The third one is another PvP game called King of Tokyo, and this game. Oh, is I love that. Fun. That game is super duper fun. So King of Tokyo, you pick a big ass monster like. Like a gorilla or a, a freaking um, metal T Rex, or um, you know, a, a, there's it's it's kind of like the the what's what's the game where you smash the buildings,
0: the old Rampage. school one,
1: Rampage characters from Rampage. Think of that. And essentially, you uh, you're going into Tokyo. Uh, it's on your turn, you move into Tokyo, and then when you're in Tokyo, everybody outside of Tokyo can hit you, and when you're in Tokyo, you can hit everybody outside of it. And you can deal damage to them, and if you kill them, you win. But you can also go for victory points, which are acquired through these different mechanics. The first game, you can get I, like you
0: can get like ability, like power ups, essentially too. That like it's like oh, anybody, anytime somebody attacks you, they take damage. Or like okay, if if you don't attack anybody on this turn, then you get a point, like a victory point. A victory point.
1: Yeah. yeah. So the the first time we played, uh, so essentially the actual mechanics are kind of like Yahtzee. So you have six dice, you roll them, you keep as many as you want, you roll the rest, you do it a third time, right? And the dice have healing damage um energy which is used to be it's basically a currency um and then there's numbers and numbers work towards victory points um but what's really fun is one of the cards robert was alluding to so i got some energy again which is currency and i purchased this card that allows me to aoe so whenever i hit somebody i hit everybody else and so on my turn i did nothing but roll damage and i just killed everybody i won that way and it was really fun (laughs) because you can win that way you can win through victory points and it, it, it's, it's very, very fun. That's
0: one of my favorite games. The
1: last game I got, which is massive. So I've been, I've been eyeing this game for a while. So I have been looking for a D&D th- sort of themed co-op, super in-depth RPG board game for a while. And Gloomhaven is this game that I have seen talked about on everybody's list. Like when you Google RPG board games or tabletop games that are really good, Gloomhaven is on everybody's list. And so this game finally came up on sale. It was actually it was, it was 50, almost $50 off. It's it's a hundred and fifty dollar game normally, so I end up getting it for hundred bucks, and it is stupid fun. It has probably taken me eight hours in total. Lisa and I have sat down and, and read through the rules numerous times to understand it. Eight but hours it is, to
0: read the oh, rules. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It is,
1: it's super super in depth. Seriously, because what you, you can read the rules all day. But when you're actually playing the game, you experience different situations where you're going to need to understand the rules. Because Is it kind of key, like
0: Dungeons & Dragons where, like, the first few times you play, you're probably just going to have to, like, look up stuff yes, a whole bunch? Okay, yes. So and you don't have the, to, like, necessarily memorize eight hours of rules. No, no, no. <laughs> but
1: you, you sort of understand keywords. Right, uh, right. And then those keywords apply to a lot of different situations. So this game is super cool. So essentially, you pick a character, you name your character, your characters level up very slowly. When you start the game, your character gets a personal quest. And when they complete their personal quest, that character is forced to retire. You can no longer play that character. And the the, the quests are usually very lengthy, a little bit more in depth, so that you can actually get into your character. Once your character retires, they still reside in Gloomhaven, which is the main city of the town. And they still do things in the town, even though they're retired. Um, And then you also, so when you're actually in the city, you essentially get a city quest, which is usually like a beneficial thing. And then when you leave the city, you get a road quest, which is usually problematic and they give you options. So it's like, you know, there's an old woman, she's on the side of the road asking for help. You can either A, scoff at her and walk away. And then there's a consequence for it, or you can help her, which also could have consequence or something positive to happen. And you gain reputation with the actual city of Gloomhaven. And as you do this, the city evolves. And early on, you can only purchase certain items. You can only play certain classes. And what I love about this game is the box is massive. So let me show you. Let me show you how big this box is, Robert. So each class has their own individual box inside of it. And they have super, wow. really, really cool uh, character cards that, that go really far in depth. And so as your character l- levels up, you're given more option to do things with them. Um, they evolve and get certain attributes to them. They, each character has its own unique piece to it. Uh, There's a billion different cards. You can buy items that can be used during combat. And the actual mechanics of the game is is very unique. Unlike most games where you have health and you have abilities and you just kind of do it, it's a deck building game. So essentially you're given a base level deck and then you add to it as your character levels up and you get to choose what you add to it. So you can develop your character in a certain way. The cool part about it is as you use these cards, they either go to what's called your discard pile or your lost pile. Discard pile is, is temporary. You can regain those cards. A lost pile is lost and it cannot come back unless you finish the scenario um, or or there's other mechanics that do it so essentially on each turn you, you, each character has a layout of cards ranging from like 8 to 12 cards and you just lay them all out in front of you and you get to pick two and they have initiative on them and then you do your turn at the end of your turn you either discard those two cards or they go to your lost pile when you run out of cards you're required to take what's called a long rest and when you do that you essentially take your discard pile and you choose one of those cards and it goes to your lost pile and then the rest of them go back to your hand and you skip your turn for that turn. But as you do this, when you're going through a scenario, your hand size gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So you have to be very strategic about which cards you end up disposing of permanently for that scenario. And, And what ends up happening towards the end is, for me, I was down to four cards and it was like, I would play a card. I'd be like, okay, well, if I play this card, or if I play these two cards, <laughs> the next turn, I have to play these two cards, and then I'm out of cards, and then you become exhausted, and you're basically just, just a, a liability at that point. Uh-huh. And so these scenarios, the scenario, what what is so, uh, what this game is so known for is the in depth scenarios. So scenarios start; they give you a really, really good introduction as to what's going on, what your objective is, and then as you progress through scenarios, you unlock larger scenarios. Maybe certain areas open up in the map of Gloomhaven, and it's very RPG uh, like in the sense of as you progress through it, you unlock certain areas, you get achievements, the city develops, which in turn, you get higher reputation. Items becomes cheaper. Um, you get more items available to your character. More characters become unlocked. And it is this super inclusive game. And it's, it's one to four players. So you can play by yourself as well. Um, but the idea is when you run a campaign, the, the campaign exists with everybody involved in it. So you could play with, like Lisa and I are playing together, but then next week Hunter, my close friend and I, could play together. And we're still playing in the same campaign, but we're interacting with different aspects of it. And the game continues to develop.
0: Are you saying you like pick up like part way through with him coming in?
1: Yeah, more or less. And and then there's also there's a dungeon dungeon crawler aspect where there's these two decks, and essentially you draw one and it tells you how to build, because there's there's maps for every single one of these, these um, dungeons, right? And so you have to build them. So the cards, it's like, build this dungeon. And then it tells you what mobs are going to be in there and what what treasure's in there. And then as you're progressing through it, and that's the really cool thing about this, is when you're crawling through the dungeons, there's closed doors. And you have no freaking idea what's through that door until you open it. And then you set the pieces down based on the description of the scenario. And it can be really good, or it can be really freaking bad. And this game is very difficult. We have we have struggled immensely. We we have basically left every scenario so far crippled, like walking out of it limping. This game wow. is unbelievably worth the money. I I was really concerned about buying such an expensive board game, but I have already I've already played 15 20 hours at least and I've had the game for less than a week.
0: Damn. It is
1: unbelievably fun and when you come out here we are definitely going to play this game together. It is yes, super duper fun. Kill me in. Yeah, it, it is super cool. And, and the storytelling aspect of it, as long as you're willing to kind of get engrossed and ingrained into the stories, it, it, it pulls you right in. The descriptions on the cards, the different aspects of it, your character development's all there. And it's, I, I am very excited. I, I cannot get enough of this game. It is so fun.
0: Holy shit. You
1: yeah. sold it. Nice. I'm sponsored by Gloomhaven, by the way. So,
0: <laughs> just so uh, Gloomhaven.
1: Yeah, I mean, all four of those games, I, I read reviews. I basically came up with a list of 10 board games and narrowed it down to four. Actually, I narrowed it down to five. And then I was like, I want really... Gloomhaven was like, I'm buying this game. And then the other three was like, I want another co-op game, Pandemic. I want a PvP game where you just run at each other, King of Tokyo. I want a deception strategy game, fix it. I was like, perfect. That's it. That those, are the, perfect. those are the four games I bought. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going up to a cabin a couple weeks with some close friends and we're just going to play board games and go hiking. So I'm super excited.
0: Sounds pretty killer. Yep. Uh, real quick, I don't have anything, so I'll defer back to you for a second. You uh, reached Diamond in SC2 again?
1: Yeah. Did you like that? I, I, am. <laughs> so, well, that was in 2v2, by the way. So I've oh, okay. been playing 1v1s. I've lost both my 1v1 games. Um, I did the first too. Game... I played
0: a couple and lost them both.
1: Yeah, actually, my mechanics are still there. Uh, just my understanding of the matchups isn't there. I don't know the new units that well. I'm still learning, like, the Adepts and the Lurkers are back and certain things. But the first game, I Forged Fast Expand. I was playing Protoss, so I Forged Fast Expand, um, and the guy is blind hatch first. So I, I cannon rush him, I crush his hatchery, and then I scout his third. He He's up and running. Like, the guy reacted unbelievably well to getting cannon rushed. Um, I successfully eliminate his natural, and then he all-in uh, roach roach all in me off two base and killed me uh the other game uh what happened every 2v2 game i've played i've won because i just absolutely decimate people um uh, but the other game i don't even remember what happened uh it was another zerg game i don't remember exactly what happened but i just made a mistake and got absolutely decimated so yeah super fun game starcraft is unbelievably cool i cannot stop watching brood or i can't stop watching vods it's just it's slowly dragging me back in every time i start watching starcraft to get it just like slightly gets its claws back into me <laughs> yeah I don't. it's remember such a good game
0: i saw a little bit like there was the esl tournament going i was like i'll watch a little bit of that and then like i was like maybe i'll maybe i'll play some of that soon and then you and i were talking the other night and played a couple 2v2s and then i'd be down the- to play
1: anytime man
0: yeah same here because yeah it was like the next day i played a couple 1v1s and, like i said my my matches went it sounds like kind of similar to yours where i actually did fairly well and like i would uh Like, both of them went pretty much the same way. Uh, Like, one Protoss player, for instance, he... uh, Like, I kind of macroed up a little bit and waited for him to... Like, waited to see what he was doing. And then I saw that... Yeah. And then he was getting, like, kind of greedy. So I started, uh, like, massing roaches real quick. And I got a big army of roaches, and I took out one of his bases and then, like, took out, like, another base... And then, but then, like he was able to to fight me off, and, and I kind of stupidly just kept on fighting him until all my roaches died, and mm-hmm. then like he counterattacked and killed me. So like I, I like almost beat him, and then like I just lost.
1: I will say without without question, in my mind, I think StarCraft is the most difficult competitive game that is out there. It is like every time I watch pro scenes, especially Brood War, it's just the mechanics, the thought process, like everything that is involved in that game. It, it, I have so much respect for people that play this game at such a high level. It, it's just yeah. you, there's these slight things that all these players do. The, these top of like Cyril. Cyril is a European Zerg who is absolutely dominating Koreans one after another. Like he he is the world. He was the, he's the world champion right now. And it's like you watch his gameplay versus everybody else, and it's like these very slight variations mm-hmm. that maybe maybe make his timing one second faster. And it's like these really slight things, and, and all these things add up. And it's it's just. Such a fun game. And that's why I love RTSs so much. Is is just There's just so much to them that's going on. And for people who can play it at such a high caliber, I have the utmost respect for them. Because no matter how hard I practice, no matter how hard I play, I could never be at that level. I can understand and respect what they do. Yeah. But I wish I could do anything that these people are doing. Right,
0: right. Yeah.
1: I love Starcraft. Starcraft will always have a very special place in my heart. And what's funny is that's how you and I met.
0: Oh, yeah, it's true. That's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. Uh nice. That was a that was a strong I feel like that was a strong subcast we had this time or at yeah, least good. on your on your part. Yeah, that's
1: cuz I'm actually doing stuff in my free time. <laughs> Instead of biding time until Game of Thrones and UFC and Vanilla Wow.
0: Mhm. Are you watching Game of Thrones? Uh I've been watching I've been catching up with them. I don't have HBO so I've been like getting the DVD, or like the Blu-ray sets after. Have you watched it all
1: already?
0: Uh up until like they haven't finished the last Half, they haven't finished the whole thing, right? Correct. The, Correct. Season the season coming out. Okay, yes, I have watched everything that they have released so far. There's
1: a new trailer came out today.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Nice. I'm super excited. I, I can't wait. We, my my close friends and I, are putting together a, a list of like. Ba- there's one online where you can basically look and see, it's like, who do you think's going to live or die, and how they're going to die, and you know, <laughs> the spread of what we think's going to happen. Taking bets? Yeah, more or less. Nice. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Uh, Game of the quarter. Game of the quarter
0: is next episode. That will be... Daikatana. Daikatana. That will be March 19th when we discuss that game. So, this is your last chance. If you want to play the game and uh, tell us your thoughts, please feel free to do so and just email them in, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Again, the game is Daikatana. This is game of the quarter where Jay and I both play the same game since we so rarely do that. And all of you guys are invited to also play it and send in your thoughts. So Daikatana. We would
1: definitely encourage you. To, and it, I, I don't know if it's on sale, on sale still, uh, but last time I checked, it was like a dollar, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah. And even when it's not on sale, it's like six or seven dollars. Yeah. Um, aside from that, if you want to mail us anything else, feel free to do so. Of course, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Leave us amazing reviews on iTunes. Tell all your friends to listen to us. That'll help us out a whole lot. Follow us at Class GamesCast. I'm King I'm at King Octavius. And Jay, is this is this does that wrap it up for this episode? I think so. Okay. Well everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all in two weeks to talk about like it